welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Here. Again. <laughs> Here I am, once again. <laughs> reviewing or recapping I Love New York. Wow. There are three guys what? left in the house. You know what's funny is I feel like Kelly Clarkson would actually love that. That so was I her. can't even well, be mad. Kelly Clarkson, if you ever hear this, big fan. <laughs> anyway. Although I think I just said, oh yeah, that is her. For whatever reason, I thought that was uh, an Avril Lavigne song. It does song. kind of sound like an Avril Lavigne song. It does. Actually, because she wrote, Avril Lavigne wrote Breakaway, and then Kelly Clarkson oh, ended up singing it. Oh, there you go. You well, maybe that, it, okay. It sounds like, it. this is so off-brand for, like, what we're supposed to be don't talking take, about today. It don't doesn't. take that as I'm not a big fan of yours, Kelly Clarkson, if you ever listen to this. Anyway. My Life Would Suck Without You is probably, like, my go-to feel-good song. Anywho, um, <laughs> we're here. We should try to, like, make a video at the end of I Love New York of, like, a super cut of her. And I'm not going to spoil it, but whoever she chooses. Hypothetically, whoever she yes. chooses. And she doesn't, we'll even have... though she doesn't even like them. So, but we'll get into that. Because we belong together now. Enough. And then it's <laughs> like, it, it gets to reunion time. It's like, yeah, we're not together anymore. Yeah. And then all New York just comes out to Miss Independent. Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. It's just like Kelly Clarkson's in the house or something. Maybe giving you coffee at nine o'clock was a mistake. That might have been it. <laughs> Love anyway, rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who yes. don't suck. Five stars, please. Tell friends who appreciate Kelly Clarkson, apparently. Yeah, this is now go. turned into a Kelly I Clarkson appreciation reach podcast. Reach out to me on Twitter. <laughs> we could talk about The Office Wrestling or Kelly Clarkson, whatever floats your boat. Okay. Uh, you can also follow along with us by watching on Hulu if you like captions and tubetv.com if you like swearing and uh, bonus scenes. Yes. Sometimes, not every episode, but some of the episodes, it's worth it for the bonus. This might be, this I think, the best probably, bonus scene yes. we've had. I think so that far. goes without argument. I, it was, it's, well, we'll get to it. Yes. So. This anyway. one, and then one of my favorites with 12 pack and uh, chance with the Sasquatch Yeti thing. That yes. was so Oh, that was funny. a good one, too. Um, bonus piece of housekeeping. Yes. I remembered the email address for the podcast this time. Rewindthelovepod at gmail.com. Email us um, feedback, uh, information, anything you would want to hear potentially on a Patreon if we decide to make that happen. Yeah, just talk to us. We're around. Uh, anyway, more importantly, we were making <laughs> making guests great again. I was gonna say I wow. I'm canceled. I'm canceled. This show has been as if you're. Oh my god! Remember, like I'm trying to be a professional. This is great. Yeah, anyway, more it. importantly, significantly more importantly than any of the dumb shit we just said. <laughs> We have an incredible guest yes. on this week from the Bad and Boozy podcast. We have So So Lovely here. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm sorry for that terrible intro. That was yeah. We, we dragged that I one out a you. little bit. I love you. Like, we've, we've been friends for a while. That was a super embarrassing intro. But uh, hi, welcome. Hi. It's, it's great to be here. <laughs> so it, you, it's important to note that you specifically requested this episode. Yes. I absolutely did. And how do you feel about your decision? I feel like it's the best decision I could have made. 
and mm-hmm. I, I believe you are right. I stand by <laughs> it. I, I, my name is Soso, and I approve this message. Oh my gosh! Is this you wrote me um, earlier before we like you know in the early stages of taking notes for this, and you were like, "This might be the best episode. <laughs> this might be my favorite episode." And hands I think that you're right. Down, hands down. So, so much photos. happens. Yeah. So much happens. Oh my god like mess and also like it's a surprisingly emotional episode but not (laughs) for the reasons it is supposed to be and at times yes yeah Yeah. so give the audience a little bit of background uh your background with the show like what is your history with it the c the the vh1cu as we call it well, let's see. I am a huge fan of vintage VH1CU. I hate all nice. things love and hip hop and <laughs> crew. It's like, I, I feel like I lose a brain cell every time I watch a commercial, so I cannot even watch a full episode. So <laughs> I live for the golden days of Flavor of Love. Um, What was it? I Love Bridgie? Was that the name of the show? I can't remember. Strange Love? Strange Love, yes. Oh, gosh. Surreal Life. I'm an advocate for bringing back the surreal life with different cast members from different VH1 shows. I think we should make that a thing. Oh, Um, shit. That would be great. Make Surreal Life. Go ahead and cancel me because I'm like, make Surreal Life great again. That deserves (laughs) Honestly, we deserve it. Or even just VH1. Like, let's get like the greatest one hit wonders there's been so many since the last time that's happened any of those countdown Even shows the, i mean everything oh you God, see just, online oh. right now is what happened in the last decade how about we do a fucking 2010 to 9 best one hit wonders not yeah. even that like you i could, love the 2010s like we're separated yeah. enough from the year 2000 now that we could do like a, a proper i love the 2000s that's really gross yeah. isn't it for real for real yeah it's disgusting like i graduated oh. high school in 1999 so i'm really old as fuck I should be <laughs> off of Twitter according to thirty and under Twitter, but here I am. Not, here. I promise, not not thirty <laughs> year old Twitter. The rest of that, I can't speak for the younger faction. I'm too old for most of them. Oh my but. god! This past week, somebody was like, "If you're over thirty five, you should not be in the self checkout lane. Get your old ass out." And I was like, first of all, um, bitch. bitch, fuck, who the fuck should said not that? Not be in the self checkout lane, right? Like, I excuse guess me, I'm fucking. Very efficient in the self checkout lane. Which generation is this? Uh, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Fuck them with a spike We, we alienate <laughs> them enough every episode. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> with our Talk references. About some entitlement. So. Holy shit. Right. Get out of the self checkout lane. Get your old ass out of here. Kick your walker out of this lane. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You don't even know what that's from. Literally, they don't know where anything is from. Oh my god! Self check yourself. Oh, damn it! En- enough. You can self check out of here. How about there we go? That's a good one. Oh god! I'm um, I got a lot of lines tonight. They're gonna happen. Actually, though, I do want to reiterate that VH1 is reviving Bad Girls Club. Yes. Well, what they sh- it, what they should do is make like. How Cartoon Network started the Boomerang channel and everything. They have all the classics we grew up up with. Like 
they put on Powerpuff Girls, Scooby Doo, Flintstones, even though those are like I'm the older with ones. Boomerang, yes. Johnny Bravo, like they put on all the awesome cartoons we grew up with. Dexter's Lab. I can keep going. Well, Nick does that. Has Nickelodeon has Nickelodeon splat, has there and VH1, too. I guess. Should have That's the thing. VH1 needs they like really they used should. to have VH1 Classic, but they'd play like concerts from the fucking sixties and seventies. Do that and just have nonstop replays, and they're in a fucking gold <laughs> mine. A complete rebrand to VH1 Classic. That's um, why not? VH yeah. call it VH1. <laughs> X for like Gen X because that was kind of the time frame. Oh. It really was, dude. I'm here for it. I'm here Millenni for Millennials. For the love of Ray J episode, yeah. Because the we're all in the millennial time frame, and it started kind of in the Gen X, so called like Millennials or something. That's actually not a terrible idea. Go ahead, I'm g- VH1. Give me like two percent of the profits. Are you fucking kidding me? What? <laughs> it's my idea. We have proof that I came up with it. Well, Note then again, to they're going to be like, never go on Shark Tank with you. They're going to be. You're going to argue for two percent. For two percent. Yo, I'll give it to them. I could probably live off that shit with how successful that channel would be. Right. Well, anyway, well, the, uh, we that, would. Thank side you. note. Oh, yeah, I was going to say again. what's yours is mine. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Bad Girls Club wasn't even initially on VH1, by the way. No. That's why it's on the new ones. Was it, it was on, on Oxygen? Oxygen? It was on Oxygen before oh. they rebranded to be an all true crime network. They have to give Sonya some oxygen because when she found out, it took her breath away. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? (laughs) How do I live like this? My lines are on point. I love this. Anyway. I'm like a sharpened number two pencil. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Joey. What? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. What was the name? I was going to say Dick's so good it got turned into a musical. Jagged Little Whoa. Pill. Jagged Little Pill is now a musical. What was the name of his little puppet? Oh, I was gonna say what? Um, yeah, what? His pup. What was the puppet's name? Child. Somebody is somebody is screaming this at the podcast. Just tweet right me, now. people. Sorry. At Mr. Feeny five one nine. I don't know. I was too busy thinking of Jag- Jagged. That's all, all right, I think no. about when I think of him now. All right. I apologize for my tangent. I've been dragging this on. <laughs> a bop. Shout out to Alanis being on tour this summer. She is she? Yeah. I'd actually yeah. like to see that. I like her. It depends who she's with, though. Yeah. Was is she the one going out with garbage and somebody else? Like somebody's. It's like a very '90s tour. The cat from the office that Andrew Bernard <laughs> gives Angela. And we've got. Our oh no! Never mind. It was Dwight. Her. It was Dwight originally. Then Andy finds it later, and he's like, "Oh, I brought you this cat." But he's like, "I called him garbage because that's where I found him." Okay, no, oh, I was talking about the okay. band, but I think it's Sarah McLachlan. Ooh. And right, it's like Lilith Fair 2.0. Yes, exactly. Lilith Fest. It's Lilith Fest. <laughs> Basically, I think that's ultimately what the tour is. I'll apologize yeah. again to everyone listening. I apologize for these tangents, but I hope you enjoyed. But I figure it's time we actually jump into this episode. I know. We are on episode nine, season one, titled Mama's Boys. Oh, what a disaster. It is. And we all, well, we get two moms because, as everyone knows, Real and Chance are brothers. Yeah. yeah. As you should know, at the very least, yes. right? <laughs> Imagine people are like, what? At this point in the show. So spoiler I don't know why. Alert. Right, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like they start the episode with super sad music. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody else picked up on this. I they was start... it supposed to be sad or I mean, like I'm... somber at the very least, yes. like very 
Because they go into the, like, tango moment here. Yeah. Well, no. First, they go into uh, real basically threatening to kill his brother. But <laughs> he said, I will, I'll turn into Cain and destroy Abel. But their goal is to just take Tango out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tango leaves another note outside of New York's room. I was thinking about him again today because I retweeted Ugh. something else where it's like there's nothing cornier than a man who knows he's good looking. <clears throat> oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Twitter confirms that every day, too. I mean, this show confirmed it before we even, <laughs> before Twitter was a blip on anybody's radar. <laughs> like, Tango was like so, and he's still like that, though. He's still so, ugh. And Buddha. Fuck, ugh. Fuck all of them. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Up in my mouth. He really, like, I'm so mad at him. He, like, tweeted something recently that was, like, social media makes people vain. And it's like, you're fucking sending this out on Twitter, you dipshit. You signed up for a VH1 fucking reality show. I, you, right? Like, <laughs> you are, like, the last. I, I, I swear to God, I was sitting in a Weight Watchers meeting, like, literally about to light his ass up on Twitter. And I'm like, you know what? No. If I knew the singer's name, the one that's like, you're so vain, you probably think this song's Carly about Carly Simon? Thank you. He probably thought Carly Simon wrote that song about him. Anyway. Get it? Yeah, no, I got it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so Tango and his corny ass leaves a note outside of New York's room. Now, the first time I watched it, I didn't get what he was trying to do. But then I noticed uh, that he had a deck of, I guess, like he had a deck of cards and took the king and the queen out. And left it on the tray. Oh, that's nice. And, like, wrote on a note, like, pray to God you continue to play the right hand, signed oh, with true love. That makes the... I know. I didn't understand <laughs> the first That makes it make time. a little more sense. Yeah. Was it the queen and king of hearts? I would assume. I didn't see I didn't see that closely, but I bet. New York, I feel like she goes through this whole episode fluctuating between whether or not she's into him at all. Mm. Yeah. It's so, a good way to put it. Yeah, because she goes from being like, oh, he's so sweet, but like, it's so typical Tango. And like, oh my God, I'm so in love with Chance. But like, oh my God, Tango's so hot. Like, make up your mouth. Anyway, so she comes back. So she left the room to go get this little note disaster. Goes back in the room, comes back out. Adorable. Like, she is exactly how I wished I could have dressed or could have pulled off during this time. Like, so much of these outfits during the season. Because she's got this... She's got her, like, white cut-off tank top. Her Yankee fitted. Yeah. Her Terry... Her Terry cloth skirt. I was like, what a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she goes to find Tango so she can talk to him and explain how she really feels. Um, This was all whack. Uh, they just have a conversation with her Red Bull and you know <laughs> she's got it like she's really into Red Bull like I didn't realize it until like late in the season but she's got a Red Bull in her hand it, all the time it's the only Red thing that co-star yes it's co-sponsor at the very gets least gets her past her cigarettes <laughs> well she's she's usually got both going at one time this yep. season or this episode they finally start sh- and I think last episode they started episode showing her too. with some cigarettes because they really cut them out but I guess because so much of the focus is on the guys now yeah so i don't know she's like saying something what is all this it's like new york is she's like going back to like because last week he finally whispered in her ear that he loved her 
And then she asked him about it and he was like, oh, why are you trying to embarrass me? And now they're having a conversation about it. I I don't even know. And Tango, he, do you love me? Yeah. What? She's like, you know what fears me? She's like, <laughs> you know what fears me? Is if I go with it and it doesn't map out how I want it to. And he's like, you know what? Oh, I, I th- he goes, I think I more than anyone here have proved my sincerity. I mean, I guess. I don't know if it, you guys notice this too, but every time he's telling her that he loves her, he's always saying it in her ear and not like looking at her face, <laughs> which I feel like is an important thing to do. Because he's afraid that his hat's going to fucking smack her in the face. Yo, <laughs> what is going on with his fucking hat? He's wearing it sideways. It's like, I can't see you. It's like, it's I'm just standing catfish. left. He is catfish. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 That's good. <laughs> I just want to do like beginning, like how it's been like beginning of the decade, end of the decade challenge. It's like beginning of the season, end of the season challenge where he went from wearing his hat at a normal angle on his head (laughs) to going full T.I. like complete. A little tilts, whatever. It's like, yo, it's a style, do what you want. But there's points in this where it's like it's literally on the side of his face. Like it's hanging on his ear. Fully. Like not even touching the top of his hair. It's Uh. insane. Although, did you notice her hat in this scene? The Yankee fetish? Yeah, but they taped the oh, they top t- and the bottom, so like I guess that's just enough to hide it that it's like, oh, it's not the Yankees. We don't have to blur it now. Yeah. I guess all the thing with all the things they've been able to show during the course of the series, like KFC last season and Red Lobster the season before. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have Yankee money. No. Right. No, I don't think all. George Stein George Steinbrenner was still alive, I think, at this point, so he oh, wouldn't yeah. probably wouldn't want to be associated with this Mm-mm. like hard R mess. Too many Not beards. Enough. Not enough mustaches or <laughs> clean shaven. <laughs> so uh the guys are all sitting around and interestingly greets them by uh Chamo greets them by calling them caballeros instead of ninos in his little western style outfit. Mike caballeros means cowboys oh okay so uh real reads the note uh how much of cowboys <laughs> new york set i know mike's a cowboy fan yes. for everybody who me didn't know. too what yeah the oh, there we go well, now, uh, long time coming we finally mm-hmm. beat somebody yes <laughs> also side note philly and we're gonna lock in the division Woo. side note i also think you are our first guest in the la area Ooh. In the entire series, like in the entire podcast to date, no one's from the West Coast. No, we've oh, had West LA, Coast, but, yeah. but we've never had anybody LA. Oh. Hey, I don't think God. so. I was gonna say you you might be able to help us with some landmarks. This isn't very like a very landmark yeah. friendly episode, but <laughs> a little bit because when I little... mentioned Temecula, I was like, yes. You need to give us okay. Well, when we get to Temecula, you'll need to give us a frame of reference <laughs> because I you would think that the amount of times I've brought up. I need to look up where Temecula is in relation to, like, the Hollywood Hills. And I don't. I still haven't done it because I'm a hack. So uh, New York writes to them that she hopes that they're well-rested because they have a very special guest coming to the house. They've all had a chance to meet her mom. So now it's time for her to meet theirs. Uh, New York tells us that she's taking care of what's important and she is meeting the parents Chance and Real's mom is first, and Real sounds kind of concerned. I don't know, because he goes, like, we're meeting their freaking moms. And I was like, why are you so worried? You're obsessed with her. And uh, Tango's mom is coming the next day. 
real is trying to throw him under the bus by being like oh his mom is gonna you know he might have some skeletons in his closet i'm like no tango looks hyped yeah they're all mama's boys the whole group of them Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) i kind of want a stallion air shirt now too (laughs) i'm sure that he's got those somewhere he's selling those somewhere chance if you ever hear this if you, oh I apologize about everything I've said about you doing yes. this series so far. Well, you, he, I, I think I defend him. I don't know. You do. You. He's you, great television. He's funny, and he's a fucking awesome character. He's definitely entertaining to watch. Just terrible to take notes about, and just like yeah. what seems like he'd be a terrible boyfriend. Yes, he's a. He may not boy. even disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's worth noting, so so that you are a mom. Yes. Of a son and a daughter, but like a son at, at the very yeah. least. So a how did you feel? year old son. Oh, gosh. So you're like at the beginning stages of this, whatever's oh, happening here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a conversation recently concerning <gasps> um, dating. Because uh, my daughter snitched and said my boy, my son has a girlfriend. Ooh. And I asked him if he had a girlfriend. He said no. He just has several girls that think they're his girlfriend honestly. wow <laughs> so it begins oh, like, so so it begins i've been saving it because at the beginning i almost said were you a fan of mtv's my so so called life Ooh, i really was they should have gotten <laughs> in one season i swear to god but yeah. wait was my so-called life on mtv it was, it was yeah. on ABC. I thought. Yeah. But it went to. No, it was. Ooh, I think it went to MTV. No. Probably. That's, yeah, that's yes, possibly, that's yes. Uh, so, I mean, as a mother, especially of a young boy, how did it feel watching this back? Did it, like, scare you about what's to come? Or. Um, not really, because if I had to. Uh, based out of the three characters, uh, or three players remaining. I would say my son is a lot more like real than anyone. Oh, good. He's very sensitive and caring and things of that nature. So even though he says like he's probably talking to multiple girls, which could be true, I don't think that he's going to, of course, he's going to wind up breaking somebody's heart, but I don't think it's going to be like malicious or with like malintent. So oh, good. I'm more prepared for him, trying to prepare for him getting his heart broken because he's like oh. very sensitive. So I'm just like, <laughs> not my son. I don't want to. I don't want to have to go to jail for beating up some like 16 year old or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I gotta get my daughter to make sure that she can fight. So like when this point, when this point in time comes, I'm like, okay, you need to beat that bitch up. Exactly. That's right. They have each other's backs. That'll be perfect. Yes. And then you just like stay a step removed yeah. for legal reasons. Please, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we see Chance and Real getting ready. Uh, they do get new Stallionaire shirts. I am curious about where <laughs> they came from. Like how production got a handle on these. They probably so, came from the Slauson. The Sl- sorry, the Slauson. It used to be referred to as the Slauson. Uh, well, it's a swap meet. But now it's called the Slauson Super Mall. But it's, mm. it's a big green building in the middle of the hood. So definitely they got it from the Slauson. That's where everybody that. gets their they, shirts from out here. They got they got them all made up special for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so they do, uh, Chance breaks down uh, the Stallionaires, uh, which consists of him, Real, and their brother, Mikey. Yeah. That is what Mike's family calls him. 
I'm I'm still working. My family through it. and like my sister's friends. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Mikey. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mikey should be aged out of Mikey at a certain age. Thank you. It's neither here nor there. Thank you. Well, I'm the young one. You're 31. <laughs> I'm the youngest old. brother, though. I'm, I'll always be seen as, like, the younger sibling. There is not a huge age difference between you and your sister. No, I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so he tells us that they have an album and a single coming out uh, that they're about to shock the world. Despite the fact that he's been wearing a stallionaire shirt in his talking heads this entire time, which I did not realize because where the talking Mm -hmm. head cuts off is like just at the very top of the logo that you would never really see it. Plus, he's got like a... Is it a blazer? I can't picture it right now. The, yeah, it's a, like a white blazer. I yeah, he's got like a blazer on. So like I wasn't aware that it was a stallion air shirt that whole time. But despite the fact that he's been wearing a stallion air shirt this whole time, he assures us that he's not like trends, just passing out CDs. Uh, he's here for New York and doesn't need all of that. Uh, part of it is his voiceover while he's getting dressed while wearing this white blazer. God, what an atrocity. <laughs> Side note, uh, I did notice that there is Lysol above the toilet. I hate when people use Lysol as air freshener. That is not its intended use. Well, it kill. it's two for the price of one. It's not. It's, you kill it, the germs it, on the toilet and you make it so people don't you have to smell something terrible. You know those dumbasses are using it as air freshener. Yeah, but it falls Based down on its too. placement, it was used as air freshener. Yeah, and I know that there is Lysol Poo-pourri air freshener. did not exist at the time. There's regular air freshener. Which I finally brought to work, and now everyone uses it. It's hilarious. People, people, people are not shy. Poopery. Yeah, people were not shy about pooping at work. Thanks. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Chamo opens the door for... What is her name again? Claudia. Uh, they run down the stairs. I honestly thought the way they run down the stairs is very adorable. They looked with really the happy. Beer. With the beers. Even with the beers. It was still... <laughs> I do have in my notes that they have the beers right. in their hands. Um, <laughs> they are very sweet to her. Except, um, did either of you notice that uh, Claudia kisses real on the mouth? Yes. Well, you pointed it out. I, I pointed it out. <laughs> but she does kiss her son on the mouth. There's a lot of mouth kissing in this episode. That yeah. was a little surprising to me. Um, it was very cute though. She's she's pretty. She does not look especially old. Uh, she I don't know. Not that I would necessarily expect her to be. I don't know what I was expecting because I apparently blocked all of this out. Uh, she's but she's cute though with her little cowboy hat and I just I don't know. She's excited to be there. Excited to be on television. Happy to see like. them. Yeah. Happy yeah. to see them. Clearly, Mister Sons. And, like, really just kissing New York's ass from the second she gets down the stairs because she's like, oh, my gosh, so this is the beautiful lady they're fighting over. <laughs> and then I, I have in my notes, surprisingly not as mean as it sounds. I don't know. I just thought it sounded she said, shady. She sounded legit. Well, she also yeah. then is like, oh, my gosh, you're beautiful because you have a beautiful mother. It's like, stop. Like, stop. Yeah, when I heard that part, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> Like, you can't be talking about Sister Patterson. Like, Not no one way. Sister Patterson. <laughs> no one would put her in beautiful in the same sentence. I mean, maybe once. <laughs> she is, I don't even, th- by the way, side note, um, because I forgot about it when until she starts saying a little bit later that 
it's about in re- stuff in reference to her own age, Sister Patterson, that I don't think Sister Patterson is even 60 yet. I, I in the that. In the episode or like nowadays? No, like currently. What? Currently. Well, yeah, no. Patterson's like a strong 55, maybe 58 at the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. She, yeah, I think she's definitely veering towards the late 50s, but certainly yeah. Well, New York was what was she was 24 at this time? Yeah. And this was 07? It just is so bonkers to me that So 30s? Like, I could see her being mid 50s. My mom has like yeah. several years on Sister Patterson. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> That's just it's very confusing to me. So, uh, yeah, the only thing worth notice, uh, well, so anyway, so they head down, they're, they're told that they will be heading down to Temecula, uh, to see the family ranch, uh, and Sister Patterson is fully dressed for the occasion in her cow print chaps. At first I thought they were cow print pants, and then we get a slow-mo walking away scene later, and I'm like, oh, it's just chaps for some reason. (laughs) She had chaps on. She's she was ready for the occasion. I don't know where she would even get cow print chaps, but she's ready. Sister Patterson the stallion came ready for Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Her knees just ain't as strong. Not That's at true. all. I, I mean no they might be. We know right the nicotine might give them a the Oh my god. <laughs> Fueled by right cigarettes and rage. Uh <laughs> Awesome. Oh my gosh. So in they're taking the limo down. Oh, so side note, now this is the appropriate time. From approximately where the mansion seems to be, how far would you say Temecula is from there? A strong hour and a half. Okay. Temecula That's... is closer to San Diego than it is okay. to Los Angeles. So that sounds like a hike, especially with Chance in the car. Like he doesn't uh, seem somebody that would like somebody you would want to go on a long car ride with. At least it's in a limo. That yeah. somehow seems worse. Just sprawl out, drink a little, because they're wasted at their dinner scene. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but I mean, that's him. He's been drinking all day. He came down the stairs with a beer. <laughs> Gallivanted so elegantly. I was right. <laughs> but can I mention something real quick? Yes. Okay, so there was that one scene when um, Real's mom was talking, and Real was talking about how sweet his mother was. And he said that she could get along with a demon. And shout out to the cameraman for immediately panning to Sister Patterson. I (laughs) can't believe I forgot that. Thank you for pointing that out. It's like some Bravo type editing right there. That that was straight up Bravo shady (laughs) editor work right there. Like somebody graduated from that to the Bravo we have today. Because literally it was like she could even get along with a demon. And they cut to Sister Patterson. (laughs) That's just that person's resume. Right, exactly. What have, you, what have you done? Watch this clip. Yeah. Oh, you're in. That reel is perfected, yeah. Yes. So they're in the limo, and needless to say, it is a little uncomfortable. Uh, Sister Patterson is talking about Chance and being like, oh, he's so aggressive. And their mom is willing to throw him under the bus right away. And she's like, oh, he's a basket case. And that's all That's all Sister Patterson needed to hear, that his own mother found him irritating. She shit on him, like, the whole time. <laughs> she didn't really shit he's on him, though. He's not the right match. It she didn't, be she him. didn't shit on him. She just is, like, aware of her child's sh- shortcomings. Yeah. Like, that's how I read it. She didn't seem, like, especially mad at him. She's just like, whatever, my son is out of his mind. Like, that's it. Just She's cool about it. 
And uh, then we get a scene of Chance recklessly trying to open champagne and then chugging a beer. <laughs> That's a gentleman. Oh, my God. He's the worst. He seems like a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But he seems like an irritating person to be around for too long. Yeah, yes. definitely. So Sister Patterson asks, uh, what real would provide to New York? Uh, New York looks very unenthused about this question because she is not interested in him in the slightest um claudia says he's compassionate and spiritual uh who would send a four-page letter with rose petals guys nowadays don't do shit like that (laughs) they didn't do it like that then either no tango does it tango does (laughs) he sends roses and a deck of cards apparently Tango's a turtle, so, I mean, we can't... Oh, my God. I'm still not over that Ninja Turtle edit from last week. (laughs) Like, they fucking added a sling and everything. I'll never be over it. Uh, Sister Patterson, who has basically admitted to wanting to date Real herself, uh, said she would welcome Real with open arms and um, if Chance became... And open legs. And open (laughs) legs. Yes. Literally, just honestly, she would. Man, I was, she was ready to give him a hand job right there. At, at the, the very least. <laughs> and his mom would have been okay with it. As long as she got her TV time, she'd be thrilled. Yeah. I I have a th- I have a thought on that later, but we'll get to it. Uh, but she the uh, sister Patterson then says, if Chance became her son-in-law, uh, she'd kill him. Which you know, fair. Uh, so we pull up to the ranch and Chance is literally hanging out of the window like a dog. <laughs> like dead ass. Like he's like fully out the window. He's like excited. we're in the car. We're in the car. We're going to the park. <laughs> New York says he's full of life. And Sister Patterson says he's full of steroids. I'm convinced she's never interacted with a single drug in her life. No. No. Nicotine. No. Is nicotine. Nicotine. Yes. My mistake. Nicotine. And she may know what caffeine is with how much Red Bull fucking New York drinks. Well, that's what's kind of funny about some of this is like New York now is like smokes a decent amount of weed. Yeah. She I changed mean, it up. That's what happens in California. Yeah, that's LA, true. That's Go to the healthier weed. alternative. Yeah. Uh, we do get our ominous choir music brought back from at least last week the for horses oh because new york is terrified of horses any opportunity they get to show that scene <laughs> oh my god her falling off the horse i'm falling off <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great um so real is trying to coax her and she's very resistant she says she won't ride you know we get our flashback chance is then trying to get the horse to eat out of her hand which like i'm not especially afraid of horses but that scares the shit out of me hold your hand flat you'll be they're huge horses are enormous yeah it's it's scary like they're scary i'm just afraid of them they know what they're doing i fed up there used to be a like a barn across when we went up to Vermont to visit and they had like, well, I guess like a ranch barn area, couple horses, dogs. Oh, they had this gigantic Newfoundland, this huge, was he half black lab too? His name was Leo. He's gigantic. He speared the shit out of me once. It was horrible. It's a great story. Oh, but they had horses <laughs> and I fed one a carrot. 
<laughs> that, see, there we go. That's where I was getting to. <laughs> yes. But then I thought of the dog and how awesome he was. <laughs> Leo? That was the lightest anecdote I think you've ever told on this show. <laughs> I got into my love of a dog and then I fed a horse. <laughs> In Vermont? Yeah. <laughs> then, I, oh. then, then I made some... Uh, jam. What the fuck? What is the... Yeah, jam Ma- from Scandal. Yeah. Uh, remember? Fits and Lou. That's I was what, thinking. Was... I was going into the white person thingy and thinking, uh, "What do the raisins get put in?" Potato salad. There you go. I was gonna say that I made some potato salad. There's some raisins in. <laughs> so Chance <laughs> is trying to get the horse to eat out of her hand, and Sister Patterson is even kind of trying to guide her while simultaneously being like, "Chance, go away." Uh, this was interesting because he. I don't know. It's like he picked up that New York likes to get treated like garbage. So he has no problem, like, putting some bass in his voice when he talks to her from here on out. And he's just, like, telling her to respect Mother Horse and, <laughs> and like, forcing her to kind of feed this horse. She does finally do it and is very um, proud of herself. She goes to kiss him, but Sister Patterson fully drags her away. <laughs> yeah. Which, fair. That was my child. I'd probably do the same. Uh, then we get a talking head of New York saying she's impressed with Chance's way with horses. Says it's some kind of voodoo. And then we proceed to get a dramatic slow-mo zen edit while he does some kind of karate kid standoff with the horse. <coughs> I just, I don't, I don't know why. It was funny. Uh, Real is obviously very jealous of Chance doing the most. Uh, Chance fully admits it, but ultimately riles the horses up enough that they, like, couldn't rein them back in. So thanks for that. (laughs) New York is, for some reason, turned on by all of this, uh, says that he's full of energy. Meanwhile, it's like Real wasn't even there. Yeah. That's how it seemed. And, oh, my God. And then New York goes... Seeing Chance stroke those horses made me want to stroke something else. And she then proceeds to fully extend her arm and in case there was any doubt what she was referring to. So they head over to uh, a little picnic kind of buffet setup. They have like a table by the lake. Uh, The moms are talking, you know, and New York is making out with Chance at the table Sister Patterson is fully disgusted, <laughs> which again, fair. Uh, real good guy that he is, is serving his mom. Um, he's yelling to New York from across the way, asking if she wants kids. And she says she wants three. Uh, then he asks her if she wants a 20 something year old child too, referring to chance. Ooh. Also seems on brand. Yes. <laughs> It is, like, really embarrassing to watch New York all over him for it's a variety so of reasons. I don't know. Who was your... Who did you? Were you interested in any of the guys in this season at all? Was there anybody Real. that was your person? Real oh. from the gate. I mean, I don't even like short guys, but there's something about Real. I guess because he's nice. I mean, like, last episode, he really got on my nerves with all the corny, like, joking around and voices and stuff. But in general, we're... We would have supported it. R.I.P. Get your colon checked. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Oh my god, I'm still not over it. Still, two deaths I will never recover from. His and Merlin Santana's. I'm still not over it. 
Wait, who is that again? Oh my god, he was on um he was on Moesha. Yes! Oh yes, part of the Brandy curse. Yes, I forgot. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. The very first step of the in the Brandy Yes. Curse. Oh my gosh. That that could be a, that would be a fun bonus episode. I love talking the about the Brandy curse. curse. Yes. You, are you not familiar with the curse? I know I've Brandy? heard of it. I just don't know what it entails. Basically like Brandy is in very indirectly very indirectly connected to the deaths of a lot of people so she's like the exorcist of singers the reverse exorcist no the exorcist like when they're filming the movie like a bunch of people die. oh like an exorcist well that's a curse that was poltergeist oh you're right you're right you're right yeah yeah Yeah. might have been both um no uh rose uh not uh, the the omen omen. the omen omen. someone was like struck by lightning or some shit yeah I mean, I she's think... responsible for a lot of deaths, and she's responsible for Romeo from Immature losing his eye. So, <laughs> oh my it god, goes back very, very far. Not, so she doesn't even just kill people; she makes them lose she their eyes. She maims them. Yes. As oh well. my god, <laughs> the curse is real. That's Look so at her career. <laughs> she's also in. She's also several degrees of separation responsible for the Kardashians being what they are. Because of Ray J? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she didn't introduce us to Ray J, Kim would have just been the lawyer daughter of the OJ guy. You know. That's didn't, nuts. Didn't Kim, like, do fraud on Brandy's credit card, and that's why they stopped being friends? I what? About that. I remember hearing about that on the Wendy Williams show. I love that. This is I love that Kim story. Kim was doing California closets before she was yes. even friends with um, the Hill. Paris. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, I have I had never heard that. I'm gonna have to check yeah, that like, out. While she was dating Ray J. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to look into that. I feel like every time, I'm very interested in like pre-fame Kardashians. It's amazing. Their faces are amazing. Even I know Chris's face. Like what? I know. Did you see this thing? The the thing they did in the last episode about how they all pretended to be each other for fun, which is yes. just such a which is just such an odd thing to be able to do within a family. Like, could you imagine you're all just like deciding one day, okay, you're gonna dress up as me, I'm gonna dress up as you. I did that for Halloween with Brownie. Well, I know with your best friend, but I mean, and we with, look a within, lot alike. They too. do within a family, though. I'm saying that's really yeah. interesting to have enough people and enough. Do they actually act like them and like? Speak? Oh, it's oh, oh it's God. great. They all have each other down perfectly. Yeah, I guess I'll Chloe. Have to Chloe watch that. I was just gonna say, <laughs> she's like, uh, yeah, Kylie's my favorite for a billion reasons. Oh my, oh my God! God. Because they have no problem just dragging each other. Bruh, prior to this whole Tristan Jordan scandal, Chloe was my favorite Kardashian. But after that, I'm like, fuck you, Chloe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, between the two of them, between Courtney all day. Well, because that's different. Because you're like Courtney interested is so in Courtney. Boring. She's funny. She's funny though. But she's because <laughs> my favorite line in the entire series is Kim. There's people that are dying. Mm, my God. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm forever grateful for that. So where were we? Um. Oh, that's what it is. So Sister Patterson is talking to Real and saying, um. You know, you know, your brother's not the man for her. And Real is like, he's not. And then New York asks Chance if we, quote unquote, should have another sandwich. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Sister Patterson is mortified through this whole scene. 
Uh, and New York is literally sitting in between the brothers, like, but being all cozy with Chance, um, sharing food with him, and Real is Real literally yells at her at one point. I'm speaking Tiffany. I'm not gonna yell because I don't have the energy for it. But mm-hmm. he literally yells at her like I'm speaking Tiffany. Use her real name. I know her government name. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Claudia is not nearly disgusted enough by any of this. Not at all. She's been safe. I guess, like, I guess when you have a son like Chance, though, you're probably used to a lot of shit. Yeah. But then they also kind of, like, low-key mentioned that this isn't the first time that they fought over a girl. So I think that Claudia has had her fair share of this, this raising relationship. That's true. And because that's the thing. I think they're, like, a year or so apart. Yeah. So I feel like there's probably a lot of that going on. I was thinking about it today because I saw a little boy basically doing a bunch of pratfalls to impress a bunch of little girls. And we're talking elementary school, like second, first, second grade. And he's like falling to make these little girls laugh. And I like said something to the dad and I was like, oh, so begins. And he's like, no, he's literally always been like this. Like from the time he was three years old, just like falling to make girls laugh. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you even do when you have a kid like that? You're just like, you're just the kid who like does stunts for attention. I feel like you just have to pray and hope for the best. He's just fallen. No, I know, but I mean, just somebody who that's their way of getting attention. Like, I don't mean that in like a shady way. Like, it's like genuinely, like, I feel like that would stress me out as a parent. Mm. Just your kid just like constantly hurting themselves for attention, but not in like a emo way. God. I don't know. It turns emo when they get like to high school. Right. College. They're those kinds. Or like totally frat boy level. Yeah, either way. Not a good not a good look. Uh so Real is honestly pretty pissed at New York, uh, says in his talking head, you know, you're on a date with two guys. Like if you didn't want me here, you should have left my ass at home. Which is foreshadowing for how things turn out. Uh Real starts yelling at chance about not handling the horses, calls him a city boy. I guess it's like some weird like family drama where it's like you're not around the horses enough like you don't know that whole thing was weird the fact that they even live on a horse ranch is weird to me (laughs) in los angeles it's just so (laughs) weird california it's so silly uh it's not common like not at all like where i I live there are some people that have horses but there's not ranches so the fact that they live on a Horse ranch in Southern California is weird, but the fact that they're um, <clears throat> that they're black and they yes. have a horse ranch is I mean, extra weird. I wasn't gonna say it, but I have like a ton of questions. <laughs> like I do <laughs> all the questions. I just have like so many questions. And on top of that, they're like Arabian horses. Like they're not yes. just they're not running like a family petting zoo. Like these are fancy schmancy horses. And I need the full backstory about how a black family in Southern California got. In the Arabian horse industry. Clearly somebody had money. We just need to know who. They act like. They act like actually black. um, Malibu's most wanted. Yeah. The Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Like that's. They they reek to me that they like. Have had money. And then just kind of act hood for attention. That's exactly the vibe that I got. Like from episode one. First of all. Let's take a look at Real's hair. Like, the mm. fact that it is 
effortlessly laid. There's not a single misplaced hair. Not ever. one. Uh, his roots and ends are perfection. It's not dry. Come on now. Like Please. straight up coming to America, fruits and berries. Like yeah. berries, <laughs> juices, whatever he says. <laughs> juices like, and berries. Juices and berries. Like that is exactly what is happening there. His hair is beautiful. That's why I couldn't. That's why I could never look at. Well, I mean, he's short, but also I could never look at him like that because I was like, you can't have more beautiful hair than me. It's just literally against the law. It's fucking luxurious. Like, it was so nice, and he like yeah. braided it worked like it. And New York was like. Would you cut it if I let, like, would you cut it if I asked? Oh, no, wait, no, she didn't say that. She said, can I take it out of the braid? Would you take it out of the braids for me? Like episode one. Yes. And he was like, as long as you don't make me cut it, which is perfectly valid. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then when he took those braids out and I was like, oh, my God. It's gorgeous. Perfect. R.I.P. So uh, New York tells us. I love her that uh, she's never had two brothers fight for her before. Uh, she she goes from saying, I find it erotic to going, it's fucking weird. I mean, I guess that would be exactly how it feels. Erotic, but weird. Can't, I mean, by the weirdest. First of all, she's the person that said Mr. Boston was the greatest kisser. Come on now. I, I need to her- know. I, TV. I need to know if it's true. Oh. TV, complete bullshit. I mean, he kissed. He certainly like conveyed the most passion. That's weird. But like, he conveyed the most passion when he kissed her. But because you can tell, you can tell that white boy looked like a bad kisser. (laughs) By the amount of time she, she, the way she wiped her mouth in the last time, and the way she like pulled away from him, because you could tell that she was like into him. But like, they'd kiss, and she'd be like, no find anything else to do uh so the two guys are basically arguing with her again seated in the middle of them and new york goes to stand up and chance yanks her down this is again after last week where he um both yanked her arm and told her to shut the fuck up i i mean not good not not good at all at all uh, he and the yells at her to sit down, girl. So si- Sister Patterson gets pissed, and then Real gets like super defensive because it's clear to everyone at the table that this turns New York on. So uh, Real goes, "Oh, Tiffany must like this flavor, flave number two. Ooh. Love a callback, though. <laughs> Wholeheartedly appreciate the reference to the reason for the season." She then goes to stand up again, and Sister Patterson is behind her this time, helping her out, and Chance smacks her on the butt. Again, cannot stress enough that Claudia is totally unfazed by all of this. Uh, She says in a talking head, Claudia, that Chance is a little bit wild, and honestly, I think Real is the better man for her. No lies told. And not what? I mean, like I said, she knows her children's limits. She does tell Chance, uh, no more booze for you. As if that's going to make any kind of difference at this point. First of all, they were drinking wine. What wine? And when she said that, I was thought she said boons, like boons wine. Oh, like, God. oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I looked on the table and it was red table wine. I was like, mm. that's crazy. Because like that's after a day of beer so far. And now you're in the sun. 
drinking red wine. Yeah. Sounds like a long day of drinking. And well, actually, and this is after what, two two weeks at this point of drinking, like consistently all day, every day. Not as much as 12 pack, but not nearly as much as 12 pack. (laughs) Oh, I hated him with a passion. Oh, he seems to be flourishing. Family man. Uh, Sister Patterson is saying in response to all of this, uh, this is why he should have left the first night when I asked him to. And Claudia's like, and he wouldn't. And New York and Sister Patterson goes, no, he almost had me against a wall. I don't remember it being that intense. Like they did certainly argue, but I don't think. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, so Sister Patterson does not have the most reliable memory. <laughs> Despite her lack of drug use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chance and Real are still yelling, and then Chance, ru- like, fucks off to the lake. Like, I didn't know when he, he just, like, stormed off to the lake. And <laughs> Real says to New York, um, if you want Flav number two, go with him. And Sister Patterson's yelling about, like, if that's what she wants. New York decides uh, now that Chance has kind of walked away and her attention span, I guess, is that short that she wants to talk to Real alone because she hasn't really been fair to him. So they go for a walk around the lake. Or the producer said, like, yo, spend time with Real. Right. Like, don't make it so fucking this, obvious yeah. that you're only interested in Chance's dick. Uh, so Chance before. Oh, no. He, he comes back from fucking off by the lake and gets in her ear saying something about like he you can tell that he's drunk because he's slurring and he's like um if you show up with his ass on your arm and then sister patterson yells at him about threatening her i don't, I don't know and sister patterson rightfully in her talking head calls chance an undercover abuser type mm. i don't really think it's that undercover oh, no geez. clearly he, he like physically face. yanked her was down. he ever arrested for anything though i i don't know Remember, remember the smoking gun. That website where you could find all the celebrity mugshots. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I miss the two thousands internet sometimes. Uh, he wasn't arrested, but apparently he was attacked by a monkey. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But, no, we've talked about this before. That he was in Thailand. I don't remember yeah. this. Filming I mean, a documentary. This yes. Yeah. That's right. And he was attacked by a monkey. He's fine. Well, clearly. <laughs> he he fine yeah. as he as didn't get like that one was. woman. Oh yeah. Oh. The chimp lady. I felt terrible. Oh for her. my god. Yeah, oh, he fully ripped off her face. Yeah. Yes, that one. Fully ripped off her face. And um, because I took doing okay. Because I that was happened t- in California too. He ate her eye. Because cool. I guess in California oh you could just god. have monkeys around. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess she that's had, just like, like a, one of those wildlife way station places where she was like taking care of like abandoned animals and things like that. oh that's where it happened that's what that it was makes it or, so much worse yeah, like, yeah it no it wasn't like it wasn't like an asshole it was like oh let me try to get close to the cage or something <laughs> no, like, she legitimately no. was like no that was her monkey oh, that was her chimpanzee attack. yeah damn i used to love there was a show i was it was always so confusing because there was a show on like id or something like that that was like fatal attraction and then there was one called fatal attractions that was about like people who owned animals that ended up turning on them because they're animals and i could i can't remember which one is which but basically it was the same title except one was attraction and one was attractions and yeah like basically every week it was a different 
story of people getting attacked by animals they owned. Like, unsurprisingly, that fucking buffalo maimed you at some point, you idiot. Sorry, I shouldn't be victim blaming, but like, they're wild animals. They're going <laughs> to no, do it. You like, should be victim blaming. They're animals. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. Although, I do have to say that I. So I'm really bad at science. And uh, so in college, in order to do my science credits, I basically took the same class twice. The once was intro to primates and one was like an evolution course. And uh, the only thing I remember from either of those classes was that a woman owned an orangutan and it raped her. What the actual but. Yeah, because it gr- like grew up seeing you as like a person and it's got urges and it's like significantly stronger than you. So it just raped right. her and they couldn't do anything about it. Right. So that's all. <laughs> that great SUNY, uh, back to the SUNY education like for you. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. hell for laughing. Took this is I... horrible. God <laughs> yeah. And this is a... why we encourage people not to use their real names. <laughs> Um, so, um, Chance walks by real and says, I, I heard, and this is what sucks is because we have to cancel Hulu and I can't, I don't have captions anymore. He says he's going to see the number one state in America right now. No. What did he say? Not the number one uh, stallion, I thought, or stang, like Mustang. Oh. He was referring to the horse. That makes more sense. I didn't understand what he was saying. Because I mostly can't understand what he says. Uh, <laughs> and hits Reel's hat down actually a few times, uh, then goes and storms off to go see his horses because they calm him down. <laughs> this was so weird. I guess because they didn't have to go spend time with three parents, three sets of parents that yeah. like they had a bunch of time to fill and just filled it up with nonsense. So we get... <laughs> chance you know like petting horses in the stable and you know him telling us in a talking head that animals put him at ease but no rinky dink animal like a bird unless it it was an exotic bird like an owl or an eagle or some shit that had me in tears that was like an exotic animal like an owl that remind it reminded me of something like from like something a danny mcbride character would say or like a Will Ferrell character. Yeah. It's some it's like an owl or an eagle. Claw you with I my mean, talons. Right. Like I eagle. mean those weird looking owls are kinda exotic. What? I don't know. I guess like owls are pretty regular, I guess. They're what a normal is that thing. What owl called? The one those white owls with those weird faces. Hedwigs? No, that's not, it's not called a headwig. I know, I know. That's just Harry Potter. <laughs> it's a headwig. The, the snowy owl? I don't know if it's called snowy either. I mean, it's they all... something. You might be right with snow. Well, the barn owls, I know we have those by us in Jersey because every year, for some reason in science, they made us dissect an owl pellet. What the Poop? fuck? Okay, I mean, so for I those who don't know, to. you didn't have... I've, I no, dissected like five different owl pellets in my life i swear to god i don't know why i have i think i had to do a frog once and otherwise just i'm not even positive i've done a frog i know that i've done an owl pellet several times do a frog either 
So fun fact about owl pellets. So basically, for those who don't know, um, owls basically have hairballs because they swallow the animal whole and can't digest um, the bones. So uh, it's basically an owl version of a hairball that comes up. So it's feathers and grass and all different shit, but then also um, animal bones. And that is what we dissected. Like in, I did it in elementary school, middle school, and high school. Go figure. So, uh, where the fuck am I going with any of this episode today? Jesus. We're all over the Off place. Off the rails. I know. There are people upset we're doing tangents, so whatever. Sorry. Uh, New York tries to assure real, uh, they, so New York is walking off with real, um, she assures real that she's giving Chance extra attention because Chance is a little special upstairs. <laughs> And uh, says to him to not think for a second that she's lost focus on him, uh, what they've shared, or what she can see them doing together one day. Real tells her he's got true feelings for her and doesn't want to fight for her. Um, He would uh, back off before it turns into a real issue. New York, because she's dramatic, decides to take personal offense to this. And she's like, this is whole thing about pulling out she's like oh what are you pulling out on me and he goes no i'm not pulling out on you and i'm like ew stop saying pulling out just please spare us the visuals uh new york then dumps her drink out throws her glass is like all pissed hung up on the thing about him saying he won't fight for her but what that technically just means is like he's just a deferential kind of person it's not about her it's just he knows he's gonna lose so yeah. He knew it. It was obvious. Poor guy. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna, if you have to choose between me and someone else, choose the other person. Right. You should know that you want to be with me. Right. Which is like, if you have that logic, you picked the wrong place to find a partner. <laughs> like, why would you come on a reality competition show that was going, whether you were here with your brother or not, that was going to be the case. Well, look at Tokyo Tony's situation. Oh, oh my, my God. Let's look at Tokyo Tony's situation. We can make it quick. I don't know. I don't have anything to say. That shows well, no, out I'm of just fucking saying control. because we say brothers. In that case, there was a father and son. That's right. And now we can move along. <laughs> that that situation. Have you been itself. watching that show? <laughs> I refuse. I cannot. I. It's terrible, but awesome at the same time. Because mm, anything on Fuse is the poor man's. Oh, it's not Fuse. It's Zeus. Zeus. Oh, it's yeah. literally the poorest man. <laughs> <laughs> it's well i was gonna say it's it's i'm the paying family dollar vh one that's, that's still generous <laughs> it's so generous because i don't even know what to call what we're watching i i think i think of it as like because you know a lot of these reality shows we know that these are set up situations but this is so over the top there's no way it's not there isn't a writer's room yes um, even if they're not telling them exactly what to say, these are fabricated characters. Yeah. Like, I got choked out for trying to suck her toes this past week. It was... Well, he's probably the worst actor of them all. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, in his 20s actively trying no to name. fuck Tokyo That's Tony. No yeah. Name. I mean, but Tokyo Tony's, like, 38, so... Yeah. Easily. Like a solid. I'm but... here for you, Tokyo Tony. That's literally what he sounds He's like, like so for those who haven't been yeah. watching. Oh, my sisters. He sounds like that guy. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name from, like, the first two episodes of uh, 
I Love New York. Oh, and Romance. Oh, he's Romance. He might be worse yes. than Romance. He's worse than Romance for sure. Because ah! he literally goes in, he's like, Tokyo Tony, I'm here to fuck. And she's kind of like, get out of my room. <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? No. I yeah, him. making no. jokes about the other guys needing Viagra and like, I don't know. It's weird. I can't watch it. It's so funny. Romance is fun. Well, then you just say romance and all you think is like, <laughs> oh, that was so, t- I can't believe they fucking did that. Mm-hmm. They're savages. How insensitive could you get? Like, and don't get me wrong. I love an insensitive edit, but I don't know. I don't need that imagery playing in my mind. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, let's see. Uh, Real says in a talking head that he feels like he's falling in love with her, but, like, is afraid to go there because he's afraid she's going to end up picking chance. Um, interestingly, when we cut back to them, she's got a glass again. (laughs) Power of editing. Mm -hmm. Uh, she tells him that he's special and she can't, you know, find a guy like him around the corner or at the court or at the club or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. New York says she can see a lot of love deep in his puppy dog eyes, but it scares her. Don't don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I I feel like it does because she's stupid and would prefer drama. Like she knows that she knows that he's going to be a normal, healthy relationship. And why would she want that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, fuck all of that. Right. Exactly. Why? Why have a healthy relationship when I could be with an abuser? Not to victim blame, but like she literally has an option and yeah. she's choosing, she's actively choosing the violent option. Um, back at the table. Oh, so they start walking back that way. And, you know, I love this real ass. If they end up together, like you're not going to kiss my brother anymore, are you? <laughs> Could you imagine that being something you have to be afraid of at a family party? I screamed. I screamed. That's like, what? Like, oh, why God. would you even, why, what? It's a valid concern, though. It's a valid concern. This tells me that Real must have been the ugly duckling growing up because he literally is handsome as fuck. But you're concerned about that? like? I think because Chance was always like doing the most, that he attracted the most attention. So by yeah. default, I think people were more interested in him, whereas Real felt more comfortable kind of playing back. Kind of like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right? Exactly. So back at the table, Sister Patterson is talking to Claudia about how good New York and Real look together, um, going on and on about how they'd have extremely beautiful children, which, again, I cannot stress enough that the budget for this show got put in the weirdest places. They then, you know, because Sister Patterson's like, oh, they have beautiful kids. And they go to do what you think will be a normal face morph. And they just put Flavor Flav's face. That was funny. Like on a baby cartoon, <laughs> which is so fucking rude. <laughs> just was so rude. Uh, like, give them more credit than that. They probably would have had uh, good looking children, but like. Uh-uh. Hell, Flavor Flav had good looking children. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is the one thing you say every single time. It's true. His one son in particular looks like if Flavor Flav was like a good looking person. Like what he like. That's on growing up hip hop. Yes. There's there's two of them and there's three kids, two sons on that show. Yes. But one in particular looks so much like him, but a good looking version. 
Chance comes. Oh, so New York and Real come back to the table. Chance comes back from moping around. Sister Patterson, who's obsessed with Claudia, um, is like, oh, you know, thank you so much for a perfect day and like a, a toast to life and the whole dramatic night. Did we just become best friends? Now. Right. Want to go do karate in the barn? Right. <laughs> well, I think because it's like a little bit aspirate. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the nuances of how shallow the Patterson mm-hmm. Pollard family is. Uh, Claudia in her talking head. Now, this, I think, is always very interesting. Something when they do the episodes where the parents come to visit. I always like clocking which parents refer to their child as their given name or their nickname in a talking head. And Claudia refers to her sons as their show nicknames. Versus Tango's mom, who calls him Patrick in a talking head. Mm. He looks like a Patrick. He does. Because I feel like every Patrick I've known is corny. Actually, is that true? It's true enough. Uh, (laughs) New York and, uh, you know, Claudia says uh, she would love for New York to be her daughter-in-law. Calls her intelligent, beautiful, and just a lovely (laughs) young lady. Which, I mean, like, fine. Intelligent, sure. Uh... Beautiful, the absolutely lovely young lady. Lovely is questionable. I love her, but she is yeah. kind of she terrible. Love. Yeah, but yeah, problematic face. Yes, for sure. For sure as we get to later. <laughs> uh, Sister Patterson walk off hand in hand for some reason they do in a slow-mo, uh, leaving Claudia and the guys at the table to talk. Now this, honestly, like this whole segment warmed my heart. Well, like, I guess broke my heart. Did the opposite of warm. It made it, it real kind sad. Of both. Uh, it was a nice moment. So uh, Claudia tells them that New York is a beautiful girl, but she knows um, that they're competing to try to see who the best men is for her. Uh, but they'll always have to remember that they're brothers. Uh, Real says in his talking head that uh, mom doesn't want her sons fighting over a girl. She's seen it happen before and doesn't want to see it again. She starts crying and tells them not to go that route because they're brothers. Because they're brothers, because they'll break her heart. Uh, And then, of course, Chance starts crying because he's the ultimate mom's boy and says like, and Real says that ever since they were kids, anytime the mom started crying, Chance starts crying. And I don't know. They're all hugging. It's actually a very cute moment. And like, there's actually, it's a scene where like, Claudia and Chance are hugging and then Real is rubbing both of their backs that I was just like oh like it was like I don't know kind of I don't know foreshadowing in a very sad way I don't know it's weird this is like the weirdest it's been watching back in hindsight that is kind of true you do kind of sit like there's things that are said and things that happen where you're like damn like it's so much more well no pun intended real Mm. Uh-huh. than like the original time you watch it right uh so chance and his talking head is like i don't know he says something about um not liking seeing his mom cry so the guys uh, so the two of them go off uh, chance and real and have their own conversation uh real is assuring him chance because chance is like fully boohooing at this point 
And, um, you know, real is like, this is life. It's got its ups and downs. It's a fucking journey. You know, this isn't the last time you're going to cry. I'm I'm going to shed tears, too. And we're brothers blood. Can't nobody break us apart. And I was just like, I wasn't quite crying, but I was like very moved by this. You were very clamped. Yes, I was. I was a little choked up uh, just because, you know. It's a nice conversation to have on camera, you know, having experienced some death in my immediate family, um, you know, like to have those kinds of moments on camera to look back on, even in the context of all the other bullshit going on, you know, would be a nice thing to have, I feel like. And they have this nice memory together, as weird as it is. Yes. So uh, Chance, I, as I mentioned, is fully sobbing and the guys are walking up to the limo that Sister Patterson and New York are in. And <laughs> Sister Patterson, who does not give a single fuck, is like, uh, he looks like he's tr- crying or choking or something. <laughs> I mean, he was boohooing. He very, was fully, very yes, very fully boohooing. While it was Sister- like Mufasa died all over. Right. <laughs> just truly moved. And uh Sister Patterson at this point is fully sprawled out across the back of the limo. Cigarette in hand. Just she's had a long day and you have to find somewhere else to sit because she's tired. Uh, New York. uh, Oh, so they um, this was a cute moment, too, because uh, they finally open the limo door and they're both kind of like nodding to let the other one go ahead. And then finally they get in the limo. I don't know. It was cute. Uh, New York says in her talking head that seeing Chance cry definitely does not have an effect on the opinion that I have on him. He's a great man. I want to be like, who asked? And about like the crying thing. And then I'm like, oh, right. Probably producers asked. Because Lord knows that a man showing anything close to emotion was considered gay in 2007. Oh, yeah. Super suspect, as they would say. Yes. Uh, we do get now our first iconic line of the week, made primarily iconic because of the line in conjunction with the background music that plays. It is... Soldiers cry, and dogs cry, and doves cry. And I cry. We cry. We all fucking cry. Oh, gosh. Shakespeare could never. <laughs> right. I wish I could think of another poet. That English degree really coming to use right now. Letting us down. I know. It's been a long it's- day. I feel like there should be a spoken word rendition of that somewhere online. Well, I couldn't think of the song. What is the I cry, you cry, we cry together from? It's a, it's a Ja Rule song. Yes, I, th- I thought it was a Ja Rule song. That fucking scam artist. Mm-hmm. You know, he put out a song recently called Fire. Fuck out huh. here. With a Y. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> of course. And people were like. he's not on it, I don't want it. Right. It just never starts, but the streams still get them paid. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. So yeah, so that was that was mom number one. Next, oh yeah, this fucking disaster. This is terrible. Like this, this is, is reality TV's finest and worst moment. Yes, yes. 
just and things you could only say without fear of social media completely destroying you. Oh my god! Because yeah, well, we would have dragged her to Springfield. Oh my god! The show would have been off the. There would be no season two, hundred percent. Body shaming, ageism, mm-hmm. sexism, all that, all the isms. Oh my god! Just <laughs> oh, so. So it's day two of this episode and uh, Chamo answers the door in what I consider my favorite look of his of the season so far. Uh, it's like this crushed velvet crop top and black pants. Just like the look is very trendy. Like I just I love it so much, uh, which now I'm realizing in hindsight is like a dance reference, probably. Um we then uh, he opens the door for Tango's mom, Paula. Uh, she greets him with a big warm hug, which I thought was very nice, especially for 2007. Uh, for somebody so, you know, obviously gay to be so embraced, I thought it was nice. Uh, Tango in his talking head says he's way more excited than he's letting on and trying to keep his composure. Uh, he then proceeds to tell his mom that they have a lot to talk about, which I'm like, oh, so you're a mama's boy, mama's boy. Like that. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still lives with her at the time, too. I mean, he was 25, 26, I think we established that he was. Ugh, he looks so much older. I know. I don't get it at all. Like, a couple of them, which, like I said, I, I think I said two weeks now, um what's his name 12 pack was 23 Ugh. and uh romance was 21 <laughs> he so he claims allegedly allegedly we then get <laughs> one of the otter talking heads of this episode uh and iconic lines of the week rather uh we get a new york talking head where she says Tangle is definitely more mature than Chance in real. You know, turtles do live a lot longer than humans. <laughs> I could not fucking believe. Like, this is a man you're trying to date. And that's how you feel. This is a man that you have chosen other men over. Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, he does look like a turtle. We're not gonna, we're not gonna deny this. Man, turtles may be her favorite animal. We don't know. Maybe. Uh, Who knows? They might be her type. She has like a secret ninja turtle like fantasy fetish thing. Donatello. Wait, exactly. With Donatello and, See, uh, with now, right? Animal. This whole time I was kink shaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cancel me. Uh, so New York and Sister Patterson come down the stairs, and you can immediately. I don't know if it's because I remember I didn't remember what she looked like. In my mind, I pictured her being much older and much different looking. Yeah. Like I kind of pictured her like I don't want to say Medea, like but just like glasses, short gray curly hair. Like I pictured she doesn't look that old. I, I think because we're older, but like I guess what? that's true too. But Sister Patterson years ago she looked like we're, the- now, a grandmother more so than a mother. Right. We're, you know, equidistant between however old, I mean, how old could Sister Patterson have been during that time? That was like 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. She was probably, 40? right, in her 40s. And she was treating this woman like she was like. 
eighty-five. Right. At least. Um, and the walker. Like, oh, my God. It's so out of pocket. I can't wait to fucking talk about it. Um, but either way, and not only that, New York has made it clear f- during her time on Flavor of Love that she sees that, and Sister Patterson has too, that they equate being fat with being disgusting and like a moral failure and just right, right which is all terrible. Trash. Yeah, so they've got a lot of, and plus, like, apparently, like, not making an active point to, like, be made up is you're considered less than based on, as we saw, the way she treats nibbles in season Mm -hmm. two. And (laughs) I love this. New York is in this, like, pink gown and her tits are, like, fully out. Which is, like, I feel like is very interesting about Sister Patterson. Because you would anticipate, at least I would anticipate Sister Patterson being a lot, wanting her to dress a lot more conservatively. But she literally has no problem with it. But then again, I forgot when New York told that story about getting her boob job. Her mom was just like, if it makes you happy. And I'm like, this doesn't track. I mean, Sister Patterson clearly was a born again hoe. So, I mean... (laughs) Could you imagine? I would love to see what young Sister Patterson was like. Does she have throwback pictures on her Instagram? She has to. Oh, her Instagram is private. That's oh, you don't follow her on Instagram? Where she's no. uh, Her Instagram is selfies and um, the occasional meme, uh, but mostly screenshots of her Facebook posts. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's in her 50s. Full show. Oh, yeah. She's fully, she's fully boomering. Like on Instagram, I'll you have to request her. It's very she's actually pretty funny. Uh, she did she actually posted something recently about weed. I don't remember. Oh God! It was like not like interacting with people who smoke or something weird like that. I don't remember. Uh, so New York tells them that they are going for tango lessons, and Paula is hyped. Uh, she then tells us in a talking head, my first impression of Tango's mom is she's a little on the plus side. Uh, but she seems like a really nice woman. Terrible. So nasty. Because because so we know that they those are things are obviously typically mutually exclusive. Right. Um, and she and New York can tell that she loves her son. New York then reminds us that Tango got his nickname because Paula used to be a professional dancer, uh, and she wanted to take them to a place where she. Where Paula could have fun, but also wants to see if Tego could live up to his name. They go to a place called the Highlands. Um, I'm unclear on what this place is because I tried to Google the Highlands and it looked like a club, but also like a performing space. Um, the Highlands is okay. So there's two streets that run into each other: Hollywood and Highland, and. In that place is a mall where the it used to be called the Kodak Theater, but I think it's the Dolby Theater now. Okay. Whatever. But the Highlands is a nightclub that's in there that's on the top floor, but they also use it for other things as well. So. Okay. We meet the three instructors, uh, Larissa, Brandon, and Evan. Uh, Larissa knows her audience because she keeps encouraging them, you know, that Tango is all about the drama, 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 um, and pairs up Tango the man with his mom new york takes personal offense to all of this which is bonkers to me (laughs) 
It's absurd. She's Just so jealous. Why would you be jealous of a guy and his mom? Like being annoyed. I could see there's like annoyances, you know, of a mom being too doting or too obsessed. But they like seem to have a pretty normal, albeit like healthy relationship. Like, what yeah, are you upset about? Total, totally normal. But New York is like, how dare he prefer dancing with this fat bitch over me? Right. Like, how dare he? Fuck the fact that it's his damn mother. Right. Like, you have, I promise you have nothing to worry about. Like, <laughs> it's his fucking mom. Uh, Tango is a terrible dancer. Horrible. Atrocious. Uh, keeps mess- messing up the steps, stepping on his mom's toes. And New York is now pissed because she's like, why the fuck did I give you this name if you suck at dancing? He, she says that he looks like a corpse out there. <laughs> Sister Patterson. Well, that and Sister Patterson saying he looks like a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just seeing that picture. Is that gif of Drake dancing, baby Drake dancing at a, uh, what is this, someone's wedding? And he's just like chugging his little hands together. That's what I see. <laughs> oh, baby Drake is almost as cute as Baby Yoda. Almost. almost. No one is as cute as Baby Yoda. <laughs> have you seen Baby Drake do whatever that little dance is? It's adorable. Oh, I'm gonna have to that, find though. this video. I feel like I. It sounds familiar, but I can't picture it off the top of my head. This little Jufro is like, oh, I love it. <laughs> baby Drake. <laughs> Uh, so New York then says in a talking head, uh, I'm starting. Oh, right. That he says because he's paying attention, so much attention to his mom, he's acting like a little bitch. Bars. It it reminds me so much of in Mean Girls where Regina George is talking about Aaron Samuels and she's like, I mean, yeah, you can totally date him, but just like be aware that he, you know, cares about his school and his friends and his mom. <laughs> like it's. That's all I could think, but, you know, because those are terrible things. Uh, New York then says to Sister Patterson, because they're sitting off to the side at this point, as we find out later, because Sister Patterson was not in the mood to dance anymore. So, so did you watch the uh, did you watch the bonus clip at the end? Of course. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, so New York says to Sister Patterson, um, she is and you can tell that she's trying to choose her words carefully because she knows she's on television to it to a certain extent. Uh, she is everything that we are not. <laughs> yeah, I cackled out loud. <laughs> Terrible. It's all downhill from like, here. They said it like it was a bad thing. I know, right? Like, why wouldn't somebody want to be like us? Yeah. Sister Patterson, which I thought this was an interesting take. She was like, I wouldn't want to ruin her in any kind of way whatsoever. I can't totally be myself around her because she is, you know, much, 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 much older than I. Like, first of all, bitch. <laughs> this woman. This woman is probably in her early 60s at the oldest at the oldest i just think i don't wouldn't even say that she's like that i just think she's more of a conservative woman and she dresses accordingly right she has the true the quintessential black mother here yes she has the french roll going mm-hmm. <laughs> just right she's I got mean, she's got she did have the kitten heels on and everything too right 
Yeah, she just struck me as a woman not from the city, and this is what she, most women from the city who aren't from the city look like. Yeah. They just look like regular fucking people. Right. Plus, she's from Florida. Not, th- And I don't mean that as shade oh to Florida. I didn't mean that as shade to Florida. Honestly, I didn't. But it's like California. Like, if you're... Oh, no, wait. No, what am I talking about? Sister Patterson's from Buffalo. Why am I talking about California? Buffalo? Yeah, they're from upstate New York. Oh Syracuse area. No, not That's Buffalo. Not Buffalo. Syracuse. I know. I know. I'm aware that Buffalo and Syracuse are two different places. I forgot that <laughs> they are very from far out- apart from each other. They are from outside of Syracuse. What the fuck? So I don't know. I guess like Sister Patterson just decided that she's n- not gonna age. I don't know what her plan is. So uh, yeah. Sister Patterson should have stopped smoking cigarettes. You'd think. Uh, Sister Patterson then goes on to say, um, "You have to give the elderly respect." God. <laughs> bitch. The elderly, and so, and then New York goes. Do you really feel like helping her in and out of the car, you know, rolling her into the rolling, handicapped yeah. bathroom? This woman. Chalet, the ageism. Oh, my God. And like the fat phobia, to be honest. Like, and because yeah. that's that is obviously factored into this, too. Um, New York then double, triple, quadruples down at her talking head and says, I'd rather have Claudia for a mother-in-law. At least she knows how to apply makeup and look like a female and looks like she doesn't live in her kitchen and then clarifies for food. I love the pregnant pause when she was waiting to say for food. She really abuses the shit out of the pregnant pauses this whole scene. Yeah. Because she is like, tr- you can tell that she like tries to find words to say. And then what she comes out with is somehow more offensive <laughs> than yeah. what she was initially going to censor herself out of saying. Uh, they then sit down for lunch. Tango tells, uh, New York tells Tango that she really likes him and, you know, they giggle. And Tango asks his mom how she's doing. And she's like, Oh, I'm doing great. And New York literally makes a what the fuck face at him and them as if it was so out of pocket for him to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. She says she says in a talking head, Tango's absolutely a mama's boy, but I'm a jealous ass woman. He needs to see that now I'm his mama. Bitch. Oh, the fucking audacity. <laughs> Uh, New York then, of course, because she's a disaster, decides to remind everybody that Tango threatened to leave a couple nights ago. Um, We get a flashback to that stupid fight and says that you can't run off every time I start talking shit. Paula then starts to awkwardly laugh because what do you even do? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck do you do in this scenario? Uh, New York definitely, this is when she starts to realize, oh, I'm just going to troll this poor woman who did literally nothing but be nice to me. And Sister Patterson, for as much credit as I give their relationship for being toxic in a lot of ways, like you can tell Sister Patterson immediately sees what New York tries to do and decides to play good cop to New York's bad cop. 
Literally, it was a whole fucking production. So I was like, Sister Patterson never corrects her daughter for cussing. Right, right. Well, well, but not even that. It goes back to that whole like you can't disrespect the elderly thing. I was just gonna say that's totally what that is because she's like, oh, don't say that in front of Paula. Like you would like you know like your mom makes you apologize to like the old ladies of the church, you know like it's just. Jesus, what a disaster. And Paul is like just picking at her salad, going like, I'm just observing. And Paul is like, get the fuck out of here. This, at the very least, because New York only makes it worse. New York says to Paula, because she is delirious, uh, I'm so sorry for being a big psychotic. B-. And literally, saw, like, you can hear bitch nearly come out of her mouth. She yeah. cuts herself off, thinks about it for a second, and then mouths cunt yes. directly at Paula. I was like stunned. I was stunned. I wouldn't. I wasn't really stunned. I mean, I was surprised that she went like I would think because New York is very good at doing the thing where she was like, I was expecting her to start saying bitch and then back down and say like you know crazy person or something like i would expect her to say something less offensive but make a big show out of letting everybody know she stopped herself from saying bitch to go out of her way to deliberately mouth a worse for all intents and purposes word than bitch it was like a bold strategy for her and then sister patterson tries to i think look disappointed but a smile definitely She's definitely stifling a smile from there. She's so proud. And Tango is dying of embarrassment. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. New York is doing her famous, like, smoking like a chimney and, like, laughing her ass off. And Sister Patterson says, you're acting sporadic and erratic. (laughs) Which then all I could think was sporadic, which is, like, not the correct context to use sporadic in. But then that just made me think of Brittany Murphy and just go like, sporadically. I hope not sporadically. R.I.P. Get your your house checked for mold. That is what they said. That's what what killed them ultimately, yeah. Even though we thought it was the husband. We all thought it was the husband and then the husband died too. And then we were like, (laughs) maybe we were wrong. And then I learned from the, oh my God. Wait, did you watch Orange is the New Black like the last couple seasons? Not the very last season, but yeah. So do you remember um what's the what's her name? The one from Boston. What's her name? Marella? No, 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 no. Um she in the in the last season I got oh, oh my god. Baddison. Yeah. Baddison played Brittany Murphy in that terrible lifetime movie. <laughs> it it took me forever to figure it out, but that terrible lifetime movie they did that she looks nothing like Brittany Murphy whatsoever. And then at the end they were like they did an inspection on the house and it was mold that killed them because they had been sick for like the months prior, like a year or so prior. R.I.P. What a talent. What a way to go. Fucking mold. Your house fucking kills you. Could you imagine? Could not be me. So uh, Sister Patterson says you're acting sporadic and erratic and New York just is, dr- I guess, drunk. Like she seems. I don't know what she seems, but off her ass is what she seems and she goes for shizzle (laughs) and then asks for some more food 
New York then says in a talking head, Tango's mom is boring me. She's like a brick wall, plain and big. (laughs) The the fucking audacity of so much of this, which I forgot. I honestly, I don't want I don't want to really spoil the ending, but I mean, we kind of know how it ends that she doesn't end up with chance. But I forgot if this with chance with um this with tango i forgot if it comes up that he call if he calls her out or not for talking like this oh at the reunion he does That's, he has yeah, to right i think it was oh, a reunion the reunion thing. is better than this episode like oh my god oh i can't wait oh i can't wait i'm i'm so excited uh so this is when we get an iconic line like a truly like the reason why we came up with iconic line of the week because of lines like this, the ones that become gifs and quotable memes that you can use in your everyday life. The iconic line of the week is, I was bored, so I ruined lunch purposely, and I had fun doing it. I was bored, so I decided to ruin lunch. Some bullshit. At 25? Like, stop it. Not many things are worse than a ruined lunch. A ruined breakfast. A ruined brunch. Well, at least you brunch. could like brunch. Yeah, because you could start your day and be like, you know what? At least I still have two more meals later. I can maybe get through this. Lunch is like the middle of the day, and it's like, well, fuck this, fuck dinner. I'm probably either gonna order in or not eat anything and go the fuck to sleep. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Actually, probably a, lo- a ruined lunch is the worst. Uh, Sister Patterson, <laughs> Sister Patterson then finds a way to blame Chance for this. Um, and. And this week in New York moans at the randomest things. Uh, New York decides to moan at the implication that he is responsible for her terrible behavior. Oh my God. Uh, Tango then starts going off about how Chance is unstable and ignorant. And New York's like, he's fun and exciting. And it, this is so stupid. Tango goes on about now he's on this whole shtick about them being here for TV. And, you know, trying to get their group off the ground. Sister Patterson does appreciate all of this and appreciates, like, learning for the first time that Stallionaires refers to a rap group. Uh, She thought up until this point that they were just referencing the horses. (laughs) Well, it goes to show they haven't been promoting themselves. Well, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, look at it as the positive. Yeah. Uh, New York then goes into this, like the audacity of this whole conversation how she's saying in front of her mother the other guy she's dating and that guy's mother about how she loves the way that piece of shit guy manhandles her jesus so fucking rude you know sister patterson's like is this really what you want and then tango uh makes a great point here and says it's only a matter of time before he says or does something you don't like in a way that he means like that she's going to get tired of him Mm -hmm. and but new york completely missing this goes you know he already has he told me to shut the hell up he's taken things out of my mouth before um and he's slammed me around a little bit (laughs) paula rightfully so not impressed by any of this, no. but keeping her cool a lot better than, I don't know, I would in that situation if I was her. I don't know. I would have probably checked her by now. Check my son probably for being in this situation. Well, there you go. Yes. 
No, I could swear. No, because next season there's a Sister Patterson and one of the moms fucking go at it. Really? Yes. I'm excited now. I'm thrilled. Tango and Sister Patterson are pissed about all of this, like, you know, slammed me around business when New York's trying to backpedal. And Sister Patterson then turns around and goes to Tango, like, you better handle it when you get back to the house. Like, it's his fucking job. Because if he doesn't, she will. Sister Patterson then says in a talking head, Chance needs to go home. I I may need to go into my big black bag of tricks. I can't tell you. I can't tell you, but what's in that bag I can't tell you what's in that bag, but something awesome I'm going to pull out again. More pulling out. More pulling out. A big black dildo is what I (laughs) Somehow that would be more, that would be less random than what she ultimately does pull out of her bag. I have a great product idea for the stallionaires. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Bring home the stallion. New York. Like, you just in a little, like... Coming soon. Oh! Hey! And when you open, like, the box that it comes in, it's just like... Okay. You were doing great. You were on a roll. That was funny. <laughs> you are doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Uh... New York then says that lunch was lovely and she had a great time. And Sister Patterson's like, mm, was it? Because you kind of ruined everything. And Tango's like, this is not the lunch I had envisioned. But yeah, neither, neither were your dance moves. Yeah. Uh, so they pull up back at the house and everybody gets out. Uh, New York gives Paula a super awkward side hug and says in her talking head, I think Paula was afraid of me. She was scared to really speak her mind. Uh, she did. She just did not want any of New York. And I don't blame her. Tango, being a good boy, uh, sees his mom back into the limo. And Paula, good Christian lady, says, uh, my advice to Patrick about New York and her mother is that if he's prepared to deal with her, fine. If he's not, I want him to run as fast as he can to the border. No, to the border. Right. Not even home. <laughs> not home. You need to straight up leave the country to escape these Looney Tunes. They're back at the house now, and Sister Patterson greets all of the guys for some reason who are all sitting for some reason sitting in the living room. I don't know why this is the first time I'm realizing how hideous this room is, it, because it is um, like black and white Damascus print wallpaper, and then black and white zebra carpet. Which is already. I remember the zebra. Yeah. It is so. It clashes so horrifically. And then uh, just red furniture. Just. So 90s. Uh, oh, I like. Sorry. So 2000s. 2000s. Uh, she tells us that she's feeling really good. Sister Patterson tells us that she's feeling really good about two of the guys, uh, but not feeling good about the other one at all. She tells them she wants to talk to chance individually uh to see where each other is coming from they go outside and they hug uh and they sit down at the outside table which has a tablecloth on it for some... closer. so uh this is so weird she's like so proud of herself and her talking head and she's like you know she doesn't like him and she wants him out of the house for good uh 
Chance then has a talking head like, oh, she was really sweet to me. It was shocking, whatever. So then we start getting this weird half security cam footage, half like long distance shots to really play up this interaction. Yeah, They don't know this is going on. Right. They like, oh, this is supposed to be off camera, like off to the side of whatever's happening. She tells him that she likes him as a person, but he doesn't really fit. He's a little too immature and rambunctious. This is when she invites him to sit closer to her. And I thought this was funny that instead of picking up his chair and moving it like a normal person, he kind of like holds it to his butt and just kind of scoots over. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a weird like sidestep. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. So he plans himself kind of close to her and she's like, well, not that close because she's got a make the whole thing the negotiation mind game she says she has an offer for him and uh she reaches into her bag chance claims that she thought he was gonna she was gonna shoot him like she was gonna hold him up at gunpoint very dramatic she then pulls out a red envelope with five thousand dollars in cash allegedly chance is very confused uh for the eight thousand for the first of 8,000 times in the next couple minutes, he keeps telling her, like, you're crazy. And Sister Patterson goes, I am crazy. Just fully leaning in. Told you that from the beginning. Right. Uh, she tells him that if he accepts her offer and New York gives him a chain tonight, he'll give the chain back. And basically says, like, I don't give a shit what you tell her, you know, just whatever you have to do to get out of here. Then they kind of, like, leave this at this, like, weird commercial break. And we come back from commercial and some we get some of the same lines we just watched, plus a talking head where Sister Patterson acts like this is the most brilliant plan anybody has come up with uh, ever, like $5,000, which really says a lot about how she feels about her own child, like her favorite child. She's not rich. <laughs> and it ends up being more. Well, I mean, right. I It was all a scam. Uh and, like, Chance is like, oh, but I don't want to leave here like that. And Sister Patterson's like, who fucking cares? Like, she doesn't have to know. What does he say? He goes, like, I don't know what to think. Five grand and no chain or stay there and receive a chain. Sister Patterson then hits hints at potentially upping the ante by saying there could be $5,000 more on top of what she already offered. <laughs> she tells it that he doubled it because she... She goes, I don't think he bit. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, she then basically tells him, you know, he's probably going to go home. She then starts playing mind games with him saying, oh, you're probably going to end up going home tonight anyway. Wouldn't you rather go home, you know, $10,000 richer? Yeah. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> right. Yes. There you go. I, I understood that wrestling money, reference. Money, money, money. Uh, Chance then, is, for some reason, interprets this to mean New York isn't interested in him. And Sister Patterson's like, oh, no, definitely not. This next part, I actually screamed. Like, I feel like there's lately it's been one scene in episode where I just yelp uncontrollably, like involuntarily. And this was it. So she then leans in because the conversation is basically over. Sister Patterson leans in and gives Chance a kiss on the lips. I mean, I get that it's supposed to be like a mafia type, you know, kiss of death thing. That's like a Fredo. Yes. Yeah, like a Fredo kiss type thing. Well, I mean, I haven't considered it, but it's not like it's a foreign concept to me. True. 
it's biblical too. Like Judas could be. That's right. Look at me, all not being religious and shit. Uh, uh, so she kisses him, but like on the lips, it was just very jarring. Like it felt like a weird, like vanilla sky type, like what the fuck <laughs> kind of moment. Like after she's been shitting on him this whole time, you know, now she just kissed him on the like, mouth. Where the hell did that come from? Right. And he's confused too. So Chan says, uh, you know, I'd be a real, it- oh, Sister Patterson says Chance would be a real idiot if he turned down $10,000 because there's no way my daughter's going to pick him. She then walks back inside and leaves him in the backyard, kind of just like laughing at the absurdity of all of this. Uh, he then has a talking head where he calls her a crazy devil woman. Uh, she does the evilest things to see her devil ways. And then we get this absurd Satan edit. They put the the goatee on her, the fucking like horns and the music and like fire and brimstone behind her. Just the money goes to the weirdest places on this show. Back inside, uh, Chance wanders in and asks where Sister Patterson went. Uh, Tango asks if he's all right, and Chance kind of tells them what happened. Real is kind of offended, uh, says that he knew Sister Patterson had manipulative ways, but didn't think she'd resort to this. Tango is playing to his face, you know, like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. She's crazy. But in his talking head, he's like, oh, take the money and leave. Like, fuck you. Do us all a favor. (laughs) Such a fucking cornball baby back bitch. Mm -hmm. Baby back bitch. He's a baby back bitch. (laughs) I learned that in college and I've absorbed that ever since. Uh you know, so Chance has said, like, he's kind of considering taking the money and leaving and Reels, like, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, I get that they're brothers and that that's more important than, you know, anything else going on. But, like, he's been giving him advice to help him win the competition as if they're not competing against each other because he's like, are you here for New York or her mom? And then just Chance is ultimately trying to seem like he's really considering it then we go on to deliberation uh new york says she's feeling all of her men right now um there's things in each of them that she loves real is a very passionate man honest man ready to love chance is very funny full of life energetic making her laugh just like flave used to hate reminders that Flav exists uh then Tango uh tells her that he loves her and he makes her think nasty thoughts it's kind of came out of nowhere nasty turtle thoughts all she says beyond this is that she feels bad she's about to break one of their hearts we then get into the elimination ceremony um I this it's not really too worth talking about Tango's talking head except for the fact that this is where we see his hat fully like hanging on by a thread to the side of his head. I don't know how he's getting it to stay. It does not make sense. Turtle magic. Alexa play gravity. <laughs> it's like if Isaac Newton saw it, he'd probably be like, you know what? I guess I was wrong. Right. This this whole thing is a sham. <laughs> Uh, 
I do love Sister Patterson's like purple velvet gown tonight. I mean, for her, certainly. Uh, Real says this is the first time that he's scared at elimination because he doesn't know how New York is going to have to feel choosing between two brothers, as if she hasn't had to do it up until this point. She may want to send one of them home because she likes the other one more, which is literally how this show works. I know. So then Chance is, you know, doing some more contemplation of whether or not he should leave, blah, 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 boring, boring, boring. Love, love, love New York's wine color satin mini dress. Like, I just, I, I stand. Her fashion sense for the 2000s is so good. Like, whoever they have styling her is amazing. Whoever they have doing her makeup needs to chill. <laughs> and whoever's doing the hair needs yeah. to have their license revoked. Because those weaves, good lord. Crispy. Almighty. Man, thank God for Brazilian Malaysian bundles. <laughs> she could have, would have benefited from, she told us it's synthetic and it shows. Uh, I'm not a fan of lace fronts, but I would much rather prefer a lace front than those monstrosities they had in the late mm. 2000s, late 2000s. It was just so shiny. And still. And right, just crispy, crunchy. Peanut, be- peanut buttery buttercup. See, yes. Go, yeah. I'm getting there. But I was about to sing, rather be shiny. Oh my God. The best villain song in Disney, I think. I finally kind of decided. The Shiny from Moana I was thinking is my favorite Disney villain song. No, no. Why? What's your favorite? My daughter and I discussed this last week when we were watching The Princess and the Frog. Oh. Friends on the other side. Okay, fine. That is, I actually, before I remembered that Shiny existed, that was what I said was my favorite. (laughs) So, perfectly valid suggestion. Mike, what's yours? (laughs) What is uh? I guess it's kind of bad. I can't think of the be name. prepared. No, uh, scar. Yeah. Yes. I think that's it everybody's the the two that came up the most when somebody said so. Apparently, because there's one in the new Frozen, I think, and uh, people were like, "Oh wow!" Like, or no, there's something in Frozen. There's a villain song in Frozen, and people are like, "How fucking dare you?" When be prepared and friends on the other side exi- both exist. Instead of let it go, it's just like keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> More leave it in. Awesome. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and that and um actually Mother Knows Best from Tangled is pretty good too. I'm trying to think yeah. what else there is. Or unfortunate. Oh, that's a good that's a classic one too. <laughs> Except Does- I'm really bitter that I found out that Ursula was originally supposed to be voiced by B. Arthur mm. and B. Arthur turned it down. B. Arthur is a fucking beast that who doesn't get enough credit. I mean, and she was a baddie. I mean, the first an, three letters of her name icon. almost spell beast. <laughs> She's. I can't think of beast without thinking of that. I would have loved clip from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You, <laughs> you beast. <laughs> I fucking love that fight. That honestly is one of the best fights. If you're not familiar with it, watch it and then watch the Whisper, the ASMR version. Yes, iconic. I've I think I've watched the ASMR version. Oh, is that the table one? Yeah. Oh, you've shown me that. Yeah. Why don't you have a piece of bread so you can 
awake fucking Kyle runs off in the fucking rain. Oh, gosh. I've had enough of you, you beast. That's what she says. Oh, let's talk about the husband. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Fucking Harry Hamlin. What? So gross. That is the man she's going up for like that. Go figure. Over Harry Hamlin, bitch. (laughs) Calm the fuck down. Nobody wants him. He was what we I think he was the very first um people sexiest man alive. Fun fact. Really? Yes, Harry Hamlin. Bro, I'd rather bone Lisa Vanderpump's husband. Not Ken! Kenneth. <laughs> Mike's favorite. He's uh, the best. Mike's favorite Bravo person, I think. Oh, my God. What, uh, oh Lisa? Oh, I was going to say, I thought Ken. Oh, but, Ken's oh. easily up there. Ken is so fucking funny. Because he okay. says, like, and two you don't words. And you don't even know Goodbye, Kyle. No. Goodbye, Kyle. No. It's been nice. No. Goodbye, oh, Kyle. Keep fighting. At a dinner table. No, goodbye, Kyle is in another no, context. Goodbye, Toby. You don't need to keep going. We, Toby! We understand. Toby! He starts yelling like fucking Timmy from South Park. <sighs> this is my life, can everybody. We, can we agree Kyle has the hottest husband? I... I agreed with you for a very long time, except uh, Juan from Potomac. I hate no. Oh my god. Oh my god. I hate, and I hate Todd. They are basically the same. Oh person. fuck Todd. And fuck Dennis. Well, we always uh, nobody ever liked Dennis wow. from the get go. But so much hatred. Well, no, cuz Portia's husband, Portia's husband, Portia is the underground railroad one. Yes. I like her. Yes, I know you Cordell like Stewart's. Yes, Cordell Stewart's ex-wife. Yes. Um her Dennis makes Cordell look like a saint. At the very least, Cordell. Well, he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Undelivered. Uh, so my God! I'm in the most point. recent episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, apparently, uh, Portia's baby daddy fiance tells her basically that he cheated on her because while she was pregnant, she she didn't oh. have as much sex with him. No, is that not what the fuck? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. I think I saw someone post something I like did. that online. I did. I tweeted was something you? about that. That maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm so really upset about it, especially considering he like looks like one of the hot dogs he sells, having the audacity <laughs> to cheat on fucking Portia. Literally, why are men? Right. I'm pretty sure that Underground Railroad conversation is one of the three funniest things I've ever, top three funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, because she was dead ass. And because her grandfather was a civil rights icon. Yeah. I think that adds like a layer to it. Like, and where do the trains go? Like, what? (laughs) Well, I mean, there must be a door. How did people get off the train? stand there and go oh no baby it's not a real train (laughs) if you haven't seen that scene i swear to fucking god like stop this podcast right now literally it is probably one of the fun and i watched it recently and i laughed just as hard (laughs) she's just standing there like that meme i love trains (laughs) 
Oh, we've gone so far from the point, but it was worth it, honestly. I, I'm always excited to talk about the best moments of Bravo. It's also worth noting, and I'm saying this with prefacing it by saying we are zooming through this, but in terms of actual real episode time, she's at elimination and there are still 12 minutes left of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how good that shit is. Yes. <laughs> Like Law and Order, when you think they got the guy and it's 30 minutes left, come on. Yeah, no, that's how you know. Like, we're not in court yet. What's happening? Not even. No, there, there are time stamps, more or less, that they that you can think that they got. They got the person who did it. Mm-hmm. But whether or not they actually got the person depends on how far into the episode they are. Because they can have you really convinced until you look at the timestamp and you're like, oh, it's only 20 well, minutes. Well, they've had in this episodes episode. where they literally get the right person at the very end, right? Yeah, yeah, that's These what I'm saying. Of bi- well, at least they keep it unpredictable. Yeah. More like, or less. I say like 10% of the time. It's totally predictable. <laughs> Real says Tango doesn't deserve a chain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, New York tells them their moms are wonderful women. Boring, boring, boring. Lies. Right. Well, I mean, it's like half true how she feels about them i mean they are both one they do both seem like wonderful women objectively as a reasonable human being but like in new york's mind she only means that about one of them because mm. she wears makeup and isn't fat that's literally it Put it yeah <laughs> that's it that's the tweet like that's that's yeah that's the tweet like uh so the very first chain dramatically goes to a man that fits her like a glove. They match. They mesh. Chance. And this, this speaking of fucking gag noises, fucking Tango is standing in his talking head going, oh, it's a common thing since the beginning of time for females to like the biggest asshole. Uh-uh. Females. He word. straight up says females. Like You've seen the way his hat is, so. <laughs> and he's not the biggest asshole but like that whole meninist incel like oh i'm a nice guy that's why she doesn't like me man shut the fuck up um she says she can she's giving a uh, chance the chain because she can see them doing great things together uh they've been through a lot of ups and downs unclear on when but sure um and it just shows her that he has enough gumption to deal with a girl like her. Gumption. Yeah, what's gumption? Just like conviction, I guess, right? Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I know what it means, but I can't uh, describe it. Money's four is gump. Like, that's all no. I'm thinking. Oh, Lieutenant Tango wants some ice cream. It's like chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, gumption, oh. I feel like, usually is like. But I feel like gumption isn't usually used in this context, right? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, so it going. definitely is. I that. mean, neither was uh, sporadic, so. Yeah. S- sporadic gumption? What? No. What is it? She asks Chance if he has love for her, and he says he does. Um, Sister Patterson is looking at this point like she's sucking on something sour, and Chance <laughs> is kind of staring at her, like giggling. Chance says he has uh, to tell New York something and he starts taking off his chain and he's like, oh, I can't do this. And New York's like, what the fuck is going on? So he's he walks down and like goes towards Sister Patterson and is like, oh, do you have 
like what you said you have and sister patterson's like give her back her chain first and i will absolutely have it for you and like there's just a back and forth back and forth and then a commercial break oh wait no never mind i jumped a little bit ahead but either way sister patterson's like oh do you trust me like aladdin and she's like do you trust me and he's like she, he's like where's the money and she's like do you trust me and he's like where's the money and new york's like what the fuck is going on i'm i'm the hbic up in here like i run things and then we get a commercial break i know this is exhilarating my amazing storytelling skills <laughs> well not too much this is very dragged this out. is this like this There's is you can tell so happens. much of this is happening because they didn't have to do a third mom date yes like this became so much more of a production than it needed to. And they, it's like they told Chance what to do, but they just didn't sell it well enough. Because you also see it on because Sister he's not Patterson's a good actor. Face. He's like dumb. It's the same as Sister Patterson. Yeah. So we come back from commercial to like the same few lines that we had just heard prior to the commercial break, and New York just storms off outside, and real because he keeps forgetting this is a competition. Tells Chance to go follow her chance follows her outside and immediately blows up sister patterson's spot about this being a bribe uh you know and then a security guard is out there with them go figure so new york's like oh so you were just gonna leave for 10 grand and it's like well 10 grand's a lot of money um (laughs) but chance is like no i wasn't gonna leave you know i was gonna tell her to put that i was basically what he claims now is that he was going to take the chain off get the money (laughs) And then put the chain back on and be like, no, everything's he, fine. He was going to have her just show that she was going to give him 10 grand to blow up her spot and then say, nah, and I'm keeping the chain. I'm staying. Oh, is that what he it was? Saying? It was just to blow up her spot. I thought Never he was. Say blow up her spot again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh yeah, it was going to put that shit up and slide the chain back on. Ew. Um, Everyone's pulling out. I literally crossed my leg. Ooh, I want to cross my leg so bad. Um, so he puts he puts the chain back on and New York's like yelling about how he now maybe he doesn't deserve it because he was going to take it off anyway. And he tries to so he tries to take it back off and Chance... Uh, I don't know. What, what did she say here? She's like, basically, she just forgives him. It's stupid. In the end. Which is like, it's amazing, like, how much she is willing to forgive for the right person. So you weren't going to leave New York. The wrong no, person. The wrong person, right. He tells her that his, that her mom offered her some offered him something that he definitely couldn't refuse. He can which, refuse. That was so fucking stupid where he's like, it's something I definitely couldn't refuse. And it's like, sir, you're literally refusing it. No, he said he definitely can refuse. Oh. Because he wants to stay no. and be with New York. Yeah. He said the right thing at the right time. Also, that's how you know they grew up with money because yes. $10,000 did not phase him. So that's what they could make. Yo, take, take that ten grand and give it to fucking Pootie. He was like, bitch, my horse is worth more than $10,000. Exactly. <laughs> I can't even imagine how much the, those horses are worth. I mean, I'm, like, not good at what things cost. Arabian but... horse. <laughs> what are they worth? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. That, this is, like, the first thing I'm actually the most inclined to Google. <laughs> oh, I did Google it while you guys were talking. Oh, wait, how oh, much? Oh, Arabian horse? horse. Those are the, the, their horse farm. 
And they actually have tours that bring people on buses to come see the movie. Oh what? my oh. god. So they're making money too. So I guess we have Thank to go as part the of the show. <laughs> That's it. We'll make it a fucking tax write off. How much does. To find it, you have to Google the mom's name and then it comes right up. Oh, nice. Wait, is it is it Claudia Givens? Is that is her last name Givens yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. Side note, when I'm trying to Google how much does an Arabian horse cost, the first thing that comes up with how much does is how much does Lizzo weigh? Everybody ne- Whoa. Everybody needs to mind their fucking business. Please and thank you. How much does Arabian horse cost? Holy shit. Hundred thousand. Uh, well, they range from anywhere between, the, and this is like the most bonkers, out of pocket like range of numbers I've ever seen for anything. Um, it ranges from five hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. Depends if they're a breeder or not. Five hundred. No, one hundred and fifty-five thousand. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. Five hundred dollars to a hundred and fifty five thousand. That's like yes. like those are just numbers. That's, that's, like, that's like arbitrary. No, like that's like if you want to get your kid a horse for like their sweet sixteen versus like I want to breed a horse to race. No, this is There's just money. this is strictly Arabian horses. That's what I'm saying. They race. But it's a, then it says um more commonly it spans from five thousand dollars to eighty five again, yeah. a huge range. Oh eighty five thousand to eighty five you just watched the crown you know how expensive horse racing is that's true yeah that's just expensive uh, and if you still, get someone who wins for, like big races the oh. price for most of i don't think arabian horses race all oh. horses race no why not they i don't even know what, it, what do arabian horses do i don't know they run i know right let's google i don't know <laughs> also this is this is this is data from horseislove.com what gotta give dana her credit what so we got to give the credit. Yeah, right. Credit. Um. So anyway, so basically they're just going back and forth about if he's going to leave or not. Um, and New York is willing to forgive her mom, willing to forgive Chance and her mom for all of this. Like she just glosses over this. Like there literally wasn't about to be a dowry involved in him leaving. Keep your chamber past us. Let's get to the next one. That's right. Basically, I just like I just really need to get your brother out of here. So she's willing to accept all of this and sister patterson is pissed and oddly enough though i do have to say before i skip ahead through most of this um it's very interesting that like when sister patterson like realizes that she's losing and the guy realizes that new york ignored her mother to be with him he does sort of resort into some flave stuff from the end of season two where he's like oh your daughter still wants me i'm still here and I was like, Icky, I hate you. Oh, he's the worst. Um, so they all make up and that's that on that. Um, Sister Patterson says, I'm here to make sure my daughter ends up with the right guy, even if it kills us both. Weird. Oh, yeah. Sister Patterson was going to leave at some point. Who cares? Um <laughs> She, like, basically, like, she doesn't really explain why she's leaving, and she doesn't really explain why she decides to stay. So New York <laughs> went to go talk to her. It was stupid. Mom, I need you for this. Please, I'm begging you to stay. All right, I'll stay. <laughs> okay. How did I finally pay more attention I to I don't know. You've you? been doing great this episode in terms of paying attention. <laughs> not with my jokes, but with my <laughs> Right, not with, not with a lot, but at the very least with paying attention. I'm so um, broke, I can't even afford to pay attention. Oh. <laughs> 
Thank you. I had to throw at least that one was more the joke worst. I think the that end. was one of the worst ones you've done. So oh, it, it probably was the I worst. Thought. Uh. <laughs> So there's one chain left and two great men. Real says that even if I love New York, even if she doesn't pick me, I'm still going to be there for her no matter what. Oh, my God. He deserved better than that mess. So much better. Uh, Tango then says it would be really crushing for me to go home. No better word to use. Uh, really? I'm like so fucking devastating is available. Right, there's literally so many words you could use. <laughs> there's so fucking many. Ultimately, she does give the final chain to Tango. Real looks so disappointed, like mm-hmm. truly heartbroken. It is genuinely difficult and to you watch. You figure brother versus brother is a pretty good finale. You would think. I think that's like too messy. I think yeah. this was at a point where they tried to have like a, a little bit of decorum. And still. the tango is like the rom com kind of guy, right? He's yeah. the one you should be with, right? He's yeah. like he is it's, the guy. Yes, he's I'm the guy you. that tango thinks he is. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like the nice guy that gets passed yeah, over. Honestly, because yeah. really, like, let's be honest, nobody's passing tango. Like, not as many people are passing tango over. Ugh, I am. I know. So I know fun. you are. I know you are, but what am I? He's so disgusting to look at. Like, <laughs> ugh, I used to have the biggest episode. crush on him. I don't understand. You oh still God. do. I know, because he looks, he, he aged better and the beard works. It helps his face out a lot. Mm-mm. And if anybody should understand that, Mike. I am someone, yes. The, the beard <laughs> helps. Beard helps. So New York uh, says that Tango is everything she's looking for at this point. He's sweet, he's loving, and he's hot and sexy. So obviously Real is eliminated now. Um, The brothers hold hands and just like gaze adorably at each other. Like it's just very sweet. And New York calls him over and immediately like she's about to start crying. Like her voice is cracking. It's a mess. Uh, New York says it breaks her heart to have to send Real home, but... (laughs) Kanye shrug you know like yeah. she just one of the brothers oh, had God, to leave sorry she's literally like one of the brothers had to leave and it was real you know I'm not trying to cause any tension in their family circle um I think that real might be too sensitive for a woman like myself oh, God. uh they then start making out uh New York tells the other two guys you know, oh no she tells him that he's a wonderful man um uh, at this point, Sister Patterson um, has, like, dissociated. Like, her soul has yeah. left her body. She's just staring angrily into space. <laughs> just. I am Sister Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, fuck the rest of how this damn show is. My man just left. Oh, I mean. I don't give a damn. Who I mean, you would think point. that she'd be a little bit more thrilled because now this means he's available. Man. Well, I mean, doesn't Sister Patterson have a husband? I don't know. I think that I, I feel like the dad was on an episode of. Twice. Oh no, he was. A, he came both times to Parents Week yeah, to Parents so Weekend. He, he was around. Yeah, but, but I think that they were just. I forget. His divorced, name. Alex. Alex. They were divorced and friends. That was my guess. Friends. We're like friendly Who enough. Be friends with that woman. I. She's like Amorosa's a tether. I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which is insane. Which is insane to think because Amorosa, in and of herself, is a piece of work. 
Yeah. Just, I guess that's true. Just like the truly inhibition free, dangerous Amorosa. So uh, she says in a talking head that it broke her heart that Real is eliminated instead of his brother Chance. Uh, she said she almost cried. <laughs> it's a little dramatic. New York is still talking to Real and says, you know, I gave you the name Real because you were the realest, realest, realest man I ever met in my whole life. And I love you. And he says he loves her too. And then they kiss and he leaves. And Chance, who is clearly crying in his talking head goes um you know is like talking about how sad he is that his brother's leaving again because i guess they just forgot that this was a competition <laughs> um and this moment honestly um this is the moment mike you were saying is probably you thought was the most emotional exchange between the brothers well for what we know now obviously with yeah r.i.p i mean obviously if he was still alive this would be just like, like you're gonna be the superstar you gotta shine all this it's kind of like if you even if you look at it from like the stallionaires rapping style it's like yo oh, man like i'm not yeah. here to like be with you anymore to do this like this is your time to like blow up and become something now. yeah oh uh- Who's a better rapper? You know, Just Chance the rapper or Baby Nook from Love After Lockup? I well, I I am so sorry that I have to admit this right now. I have never watched an episode of Love After Lockup before. Oh, I know God. Twitter tells me that I am missing out. I know I am missing out. I may make that the Patreon thing if we can check it out. Because we started, we started the night- greatest fucking franchise. Oh my god! I know the way everybody talks about it. Because and I was saying a couple weeks ago, I forgot like a tweet that in- I forgot the tweet that inspired this. But I feel like they should have to start doing Love After Lockup Celebrity Edition. I mean, I could see it. I would. I just feel like that would be the greatest thing. But yes, I need to start watching Love After Lockup. I know this. Uh, you will not regret it. I'm sh- I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, so this very sweet moment between uh, the Givens brothers is kind of ruined for us as an audience because Tango does a talking head and he's literally rolling his eyes waiting on like the elimination platform and saying in a talking head, you know, like, oh, they're boohooing, like, they live in the same freaking house, it doesn't yeah. matter. You'll see them tomorrow, relax. Right, which is, like, a weird thing in hindsight, which, again, only awkward in hindsight. Yes. Like, if if they were both still well, alive. Well, he still saw them for a long time after this. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. But Obviously. It's, it's more just principle yeah. that it's, you know, weird. Um, So, uh, Real says to Chance, uh, you know, don't let Sister Patterson break you down. Um, you know, you got now you got to give it to him, and Chance is full on weeping. Uh, but real was too sensitive, right? Exactly, uh, that's such a good point. You're like you, you've been you, your crying has gone from like zero to a hundred. You can't just like shed a simple tear like a normal person. You need to. You're either completely fine or boo hooing. He broke the fucking seal. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He broke the seal with his pee. Um, no, not with his pee. What the fuck am that's I saying? A, it's one in the morning. What, was what the fuck are you talking about? I'm. It's one in the morning. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Oh um. So real and chance say they love each other. Stallionaires for life, and real finally leaves. 
we get this then like really sad exit interview. Oh my god, how are there still so many notes? Um I don't understand that either. Like there's not much happens now. Basically he he it's it, this part of the exit interview is directed at chance specifically you know saying chance i have fun with her live it up be good to each other he says new york made him want to love again i don't know he's he's at this point like crying pretty hard it's kind of tough to understand what he's saying and says new york i have a lot of love for you i'll always have a lot of love for you um but then says as much as he loved her he felt deep down in his heart that his brother was the right man for her and uh, says he thanks her for her honesty and says, God bless you. Uh, she reminds the other New York, then it's back in the in the foyer or whatever. And uh, New York reminds the remaining guys that she just let a great man go. You know, they have their work cut out for him, as she loves to say all the time. She tells them to say goodnight to Sister Patterson and only Tango says it. <laughs> New York is crying as she closes the door and. She hugs both of them. This is kind of this is kind of pointless. But basically, all of this sets up New York saying they need a vacation and they have to pack their bags. They're going to Playa Car, Mexico. She then spills some champagne on herself, including around her mouth. And Tango helps wipe it off. And then she starts licking his hand and sucking his thumb, like sucking his thumb. I don't It just turns into a whole thing. Tango's focused on New York. New York heads up the stairs. Tell them to pack heavy because this is going to be a long vacation. Is it? Probably going the same amount of time that you went before in the last trip. Trips. Plural. But it's only a three-hour flight to Mexico. Fuck out of here. I mean, right, well, it depends on where they're going in Mexico. I don't know where Playa Car is. I forgot to look that up because I'm bad at my job. Uh, <laughs> it's right near Playa del Carmen. That's what I figure. I mean, I assumed, but... You never know. Uh, Chance says he's not playing that shit. Uh, we haven't seen the side of him. It's a serious motherfucker. He's going to show that motherfucker how the stallionaires get down. And that is the episode and leads us into the finale. Actually, there's a clip show, but then it's the finale. I don't know. And also the credits. Well, no, I was getting to the credit scene. Oh. Again, as we mentioned, the funniest, one of the funniest credit scenes to date. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I could read it all out for you, but it won't do it justice. It won't do it justice. So, well, basically, so just to set the scene, uh, it's, we're back in the limo with, uh, New York, Sister Patterson, Tango and Paula, I guess, on their way home from their dance lesson. Uh, Sister Patterson is mid-story talking about, oh, do you do this to all your students? And like, you know, I and I thought in my mind that she was trying to say whichever instructor she had was a little bit handsy, which then leads us into like these iconic lines of the week. Yeah. I don't want your penis on me like that unless I ask for your penis to be on me, and which I won't, but that was really uncomfortable to me. And I didn't appreciate his penis being on my thigh. My inner thigh at that. Yeah. It just wasn't right. It wasn't my penis. I mean, I don't have a penis. It's not, it wasn't the penis that I'm used to. I mean, I, I don't really have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> she just incredible. kept, and this is how you know that she was full of shit. Go on to being respectful of Tango's mom. 
like this is how you know she was full of shit about all that stuff because she was doing that same thing new york is doing except in a more pg-13 kind of way how many times? Penis is so much worse than almost as bad as cops. Right. So not quite. <laughs> it is a lot. Like, it's just, it's jarring, especially if she's going to keep saying penis over and over and over and over it's and over wiener. again. Wiener is just stupid. It's just funny. silly. And his wiener was on my inner thigh. Tell me that doesn't <laughs> sound funnier than penis. It's childish. Yeah. Right. It's, it's. I mean, it wasn't my wiener. Penis sounds gross. Right. Penis just feels so formal. And how do you do? Right. (laughs) Ye old penis. Ye old penis. That's what Flaves is called. I wish I knew how to speak like Shakespearean time English. Iamic pantameter. That. Because then you could like turn this into that. No, no, no. Shakespeare. How art thou? (laughs) Not how art thou, but. Ferris Maiden. Dost thou gen- carest to caress mine I erect penis? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Versus mine cock. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That sounded that sounded almost that German. Was, that was the point. Yeah. Oh. Mine cock. Yeah. I get yeah, it. I get yeah. it. Oh my goodness. And on that note. <laughs> that's a perfect note to end the show on to be honest Nazi joke that's fantastic (laughs) okay well I don't even need to ask if you agree with who went home because your love of real well who do you think who do you think should have gone home yeah which one of the other two oh thank god the worst he's the absolute worst of both both seasons like, oh my god i forgot if i've said this during the course of the show but did you ever see um speaking of cox uh what? dewey cox <laughs> dewey cox like walk hard oh uh, that oh my god so where it's just like the wrong kid died <laughs> yeah oh wow i'm not saying i agree I'm, i mean it's mean but wow. i'm sorry shame on me <laughs> cancel me whatever uh yeah so that Ooh, yeah, no. Chance should have been gone, like long time ago. Gone, like literally. From I would have said Santango. Wait, okay. Can I finally say this? Yes. T Tiwi was gross. Tiwi was why <laughs> was he even on the show? That's awesome. So and Sister Patterson thought he was hot until she saw his hairy. He's like his mossy <laughs> inner thigh, whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> Broke bitch. Right. Oh my god. That penis will never be on my inner thigh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Mass brush. Moss mossy genitals. In thy genitalia quarters. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well. Great way we go from Nazi jokes to mossy crotches. That's how you end an episode. This is how you end an episode. Um, so, so tell the people about your podcast and where they can find you or plug plug away. <laughs> yeah, so I co-host a podcast with my good friend, uh, Brains and Buns, also known as DA Jolly. It is called Bad and Boozy. 
We talk about life, wine, and liquor-related shenanigans. Lately, we've been talking about a lot of beer, but, you know, as the seasons change, so does the type of alcohol that we talk about. Mm. Um, we use a little bit informative, a little bit irreverent. Um, either way, you'll have yourself a good old time. And um, you can find us on all streaming platforms at Bad and Boozy Podcast and on all social media at Bad and Boozy Pod. Yay! Uh, you can find us at on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. You can find me at Mr. Feeney519. So, so, I have one question for you. Do you have love for New York? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I know it's yes. coming. Yes. Like, how dare you even yeah. ask? <laughs> Who does it? Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this adventure. Yes, thank this you so, so for joining yes, us. thank you. Oh, my Most gosh. Importantly. I was going to say, this this episode has been, like, at least two weeks in the making, so I'm glad we were able yeah. to finally make it happen. It were a joy. Oh I'm very excited to listen back on this one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I oh, like, not oh, my gosh, not at all. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much again, and goodbye. Uh, everyone, please oh, wait, wait, wait. rate five stars, review, subscribe. Uh, yeah, just thanks for joining us again, again. All right, yeah, goodbye we'll for real. Time. All right. Bye. Bye.